make sure you save the clips. <laughs> Daddy, pick up. <laughs> and and we're starting off. <laughs> yeah, and we're starting off. The new year. Welcome to 2020. 2020. Happy new year, everyone. Um, the first episode back of 2020. Um, if you listen to the Night Owl show, that episode will be back on the first, the, technically the second week of January. Second week of January. Yeah. Okay. So, so about the middle of the week, um, the new episode will be up. Um, and we'll be back officially doing new episodes the end of January. Yes. Right at the end. Right. Right. Uh, getting ready for February. Yep. So if you have any song requests, just um, hit me up on um, Dizzy the Sift on Twitter. Fuck cuz. Fuck the Jedis. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a new year. It's a new year. Feeling good. Yeah. We're alive for the time being. If you follow the news, this would be our small um Damn, I, I our small that. political tangent. Our small political tangent, but um, the fact that we're like possibly in a new war. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the goddamn segment that we came up with for this goddamn housekeeping. There you go, housekeeping. <laughs> um, I gotta housekeep Desmond a couple times. <laughs> oh fuck! No more breaks. No more Christmas breaks. Fuck it. We're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do like everyone else. For we're, we're writing the rest of the year out. All right. Fuck it. We're right in the. You heard it here, literally first. No more of bro- the year. <laughs> Maybe. No, we got birthdays coming up. That's true. So <laughs> maybe on those days we'll take a break. Actually, my birthday's on a Sunday this year. You know what? Let's just say it's a tentative schedule and continue on. But still, my birthday's <laughs> on a Sunday. Is it really? Yeah. Huh. My birthday was on a Sunday this past year. That sucks. It's like right at the end of the week here. Like, don't really do much. No, no, I'm like. At least it's not on a weekday, though. I mean, it's... actually, I like it more better on a weekday. Really? Yeah. Why? That means I could fuck around the day, the day after. Like, oh, oh. it was Desmond's birthday yesterday, the, the other day. Oh, there you go. So that gives a reason to fuck up the day on the day of. <laughs> it's like, don't worry, it's his, it's his birthday, it's his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, and plus, I hate when people like, oh, this is my birthday week, this is my birthday month. Like, I've heard that so much. I hate it. Too. It's one day. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm... you can't claim a whole month. And technically, and I forgot what comedian said it, your parents, your mother should be celebrating the birthday, not you. Yeah. she They pushed you out. Yeah, exactly. It's like all props to the person who did the work. I just showed up. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, but my mom my mom passed away, so mm-hmm. it's my day. <laughs> it's your day. She ain't going to do it, you're going to do it. <laughs> And to anyone who's like, look, I can make a joke about my my deceased parents. All right, mm-hmm. like I, if anybody's gonna make it, it's gonna be you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm mentally capable to do. It. If you can't make fun of losing family members, then something's wrong with you. Oh yeah, I'm just saying. It's part of the it's part of the acceptance process. Yeah, if anything, too, it's basically part of the acceptance problem. But here's the thing: that we all might be dead sooner or later. So might as well laugh now. Yeah, because um, <laughs> and sure how some... small little housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Australia is on fire. They have lost over 12.9 million acres. That's crazy. Of man. land. That's more than our last year's fire. Yeah, for sure. And I'm like, fuck, I have friends who live, born and raised in Australia. And those different, photos, different parts, yeah. but still it's just the fact that, and almost half a billion animals are dead. Yeah, dude. It's, 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 I don't honestly, like, I know it's a podcast, but I have no idea what to say to that, man. It's just really bad situation. So if anybody wants to look into helping out, you know, do it. <laughs> yep, Don't sure. just change your name on Facebook or put a put a temporary filter. If you want to help, actually go out and help. <laughs> yeah, because we are 
fucked. Yeah. Well, Australia, they have their own situation, but the world and the U.S. in general, those who voted for Trump, y'all fucking lovable president. Oh, my God. Bomb. Are you loving him now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they love him. It was like, he said he was going to make a change, and he did. Yeah. Cause World War Three, you stupid fucks. World War Three. Like, I'm getting ready to start going underground. You know, learn from uh, from my heritage of El Chapo. <laughs> That's and, my biggest problem with the wall, right? It's like, didn't he hear that we go underground now? Like, yo, you killed a beloved Iranian commander. Like, motherfucker, we screwed. Yeah, dude. And hold on, you you can talk. I'm gonna I'm gonna find this um. A friend posted this. Yeah, we, I, I heard a lot about it at work today. And, like, I could even hear certain people, I mean, certain Trump supporters at my job, that were laughing about that stuff today. And they're just like, oh, look, they're trying to defend themselves and this and that. And in my head, I'm just like, wow, dude. Like, you, you have no presence of what's going on yeah. other than what's going on in the United States. So this is from Mohammed Ram Reza. I'm not going to. Look, he's as Islamic revolutionary um, guard corp commander he said the americans should prepare themselves there will be no there will find no safety or peace anywhere oh crap so <laughs> that'll tell you we're fucked <laughs> basically we're means fucked. we're fucked <laughs> so but those who live overseas mm-hmm. get the fuck out now yeah um and if you live in washington Get the fuck out now. <laughs> and you live in Sydney? Get the fuck out now. No, Australia is fine. They just, they have their fire. Us, we can get bombed. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they want to target California, the, uh, New York. The major the two, cities the, at the, the very least. The, I'll say the three major cities. So which means it'll be the nation's capital, mm-hmm. New York, and California. I would honestly say California just because of how much produce we actually provide for the rest of the nation. <laughs> then they might as well attack the Midwest. Well, I mean, here's the thing. 70% of all produce that gets sent across the United States comes from originally California. So if they want to really hurt the U.S., they're going to pretty much bomb here. Is the, I'm being selfish and I'm being... I'm hoping they hit downtown L.A. So am I. I'm Over hop- the valley that way. I'm hoping I'm visiting family in Mexico when that happens. <laughs> like, stay away from... Far away from Compton. As, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, far away from Compton as possible. <laughs> Please. It's like, what is the antipode of Compton? Stay there. <laughs> if a nuclear... I've seen nuclear bombs. And I... If we get hit with a shockwave, I'm fine. That means <laughs> the house will stand a little bit. I'm sorry those who live in downtown LA, and I'm sorry we're talking about this now, but I'm sorry. If, if, if any place they get hit, Hit directly middle of downtown Los Angeles or the White House, the Pentagon. We shouldn't be talking about this because the FBI might come after us. Next topic. What are they going to You Never mind. Yeah, next topic. I was going to say, what are they going to do? But no, no. Um, Watch for dots in your fucking mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> we give it. Here's the, we literally give it fucking ideas. <laughs> so, look. Government. It, it, you know what? The FBI agent that's been assigned to me is basically either completely bored or ready to mobilize, so I'm not sure which is better. <laughs> yo, look, if you're gonna look at my um, search history on my um, on my on my on my internet, yo, I'm on Pornhub, X videos. <laughs> I'm not looking up pipe bombs or anything. Just don't come at me. You're not even using incognito tabs. Damn, man. Fuck no. <laughs> I'm a. I don't have look. I'm not, I'm not in a relationship. Um, there you go. So 
I'm I'm fine. Yeah. What what do I need a high point for? I'm I'm 34 being 35 in six months. You don't got to hide porn. I don't have to hide shit. You got a folder on your desktop that says, here's the porn. Actually, I don't have, <laughs> I don't, here's the thing though. People, amateurs save porn. Oh yeah. There's you, no reason you to. you don't save it on your fucking desktop. There is no reason to. <laughs> I was like, you get an old tablet that you know full well nobody's not going to touch. You want an old tablet that's so slow nobody's going to care to use it. And then on top of that, I mean, that thing's already going to die anyways. Yeah. Just might as well kill it with, you know, the yeah. remove the ad blocker. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just, and that's the thing. Here's my pro tip. If anyone under the age of 18 is listening to this, I don't very much doubt. <laughs> you have an old tablet for your porn. Your new tablet is for your work and play. And you make sure you have separate accounts because otherwise Google will carry that shit over. Oh, yeah. That's where I fucked up at. Oh, really? Yes. So here's the, my Hero G007. Mm-hmm. That's all the pornography. Uh, my account that I use for this podcast mm-hmm. and everything else does not. I would. I keep. So. I keep forgetting to sign out oh. of Desi uh-huh. and sign in the hero. And see, that's why I'm saying incognito tabs would help no. right there. So <laughs> when I'm when I forget that when I'm on my laptop that hero is logged on, mm-hmm. if I type in X, <laughs> X videos will pop up. It's not gonna be X Men. <laughs> yeah. But if I sign in with Desi, then that shit will pop up. That's fucking funny. So I'm like, <laughs> damn it, Desmond. <laughs> I keep on slapping myself upside the head with that. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Pro tips, you know. Have separate accounts for everything. Separate accounts for and everything. And if you're a grown ass man, you don't need to do incognito mode, all right? You don't. <laughs> but. Or if, if you... you're a grown ass man with a shared computer. You probably need to use incognito mode. And also, I, I, I even judge people on Pornhub. If you get off watching video game porn. That's kind of it, yeah. That, it's it, a line. You, <laughs> there's a line for everything. This is the second time we're talking about porn. I'm, we're not me and Christian. Yeah. On And my former co-host is going to be like, no, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about um, the Overwatch. When Overwatch was... The big thing. Oh yeah, and how? And I was legit like, you have to like, be, sort of like, all right. If you into Futanari, Futanari, by the way, oh yeah, no, that's that's a whole other thing. That's that means I say you're pansexual. Yeah, probably because that means you. you, I'm. I don't want to label anybody, but. This is I do the, know I do know people who are pansexual. This is, this is who, not the kink shaming part of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but if you are straight and you start mentioning, you know, no, you know what? <laughs> just start. I would just start moving away. <laughs> We're starting off this new year. We're starting the new year right with Futa talks. <laughs> God damn. You want to hit every topic? That's why. <laughs> we, we, we're talking about everything we didn't get to talk about 2019. We're hitting it off right quick. So just just remember, this is what he really wanted to talk about no, in 2019. Not really. Not really. <laughs> All right. So the true housekeeping artist talks is returning. Great segue. I know uh, it's a horrible segue. Artist talks artist having talks. nothing to do with Pornhub, not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> I I, w- I legit would not mind being sponsored by Pornhub. I mean, who would? I mean, other than probably any church. I'm an atheist. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Then there you go. <laughs> um, because I mean, I get the interview. I was like, imagine you get to be sponsor, Kong. I get the like, if we get actually, what what a sponsorship with Pornhub entails though? Because so far, Pornhub 
it's offering like video game com like if you comment on a video that you watch you're automatically entered to win a nintendo switch i don't get that like i don't my main thing is why is there a fucking like social media link share on those videos who wants to share that shit on their facebook tumblr Tumblr is the only one that makes sense, but Tumblr got rid of the the ability to have any not safe for work content on their site. Have you been on Tumblr lately? Oh, it's there. They it's just use there. the tag. It's still there, and they change the tags around. But officially, it's not allowed anymore. So if you get yeah, flagged or anything, it'll get it'll get taken off. Here's the thing, though. Everyone is in agreement. They want to see tits, ass, and dicks again. So yeah, that's that's a t- that's what Tumblr basically exists for. I know a I, lot of people are gonna be like, "Oh, what's well, for art? It's for this." Yes, there are a lot of arts and there's a lot of blogs, but, but the majority of it is honestly fucking like. But like we said last year, and we're yeah. gonna repeat it again. Mm-hmm. It's depending on how you shape your social media. That is true. It's it's very catered to how you shape your social media. Exactly. None of my social media has nothing like that because that's not what I use my social media for. The max is like the max I'll have on any of my social media will be like cosplayers. Um, it, but even then, it's like that's not. I would the say thing. this on Tumblr, Twitter, it was cosplayers, it was comic books and everything. Yeah. Now, I follow sex workers. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't feel bad because they. It's in their title description. They're yeah. sex workers. They're boudoir models. They're pinup models. Yeah. It's it started out with following following suicide girls. That's always how it starts following the suicide girls. Then you find out said suicide girls, some of them, not all of them, Mm -hmm. are pinup models. And then some of them are actually adult actresses. And I'm like, holy shit. Then you start going down the rabbit hole, as it were. And then (laughs) on my Twitter, I'm like, I now can, I I used to openly open up Twitter. Mm -hmm. Now I can't. I legit can't. Because I'm like, every time I'm looking like, please, please don't let it be. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I can't open and, my Twitter and I can't open my Snapchat. I, was like, I legit DM'd an actor. I was like, "Can you?" I was like, "I can't believe it. I'm saying this." Can uh-huh. you like tone it down? Maybe. <laughs> Did you really? I, yeah. I, I, You're like, can you tone it down so that way I can check my Twitter in public? <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's I'm funny. going through my fucking. He's li- Yeah, he literally brought up his phone. He wants to check his Twitter now. God damn, Desmond, at least wait until I leave. No. <laughs> That's too funny. That's too funny. No. No. No? No, it's not there. Not there? No. My God. Well, we'll have to make sure that we either don't link it in the description or we do. But I do got old tweets popping up. <laughs> like, And that's another thing from Twitter. I understand you want to protect people who probably post some shit back in the day. But I got shit on here that I don't. I really don't care that I said. Mm-hmm. And it's mainly directed to us men in the first place. Yeah, probably. Like my my tip, my my highest pin tweet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if y'all bitching about Robert Pattinson playing Batman, y'all clearly don't watch actual movies. Yeah. Besides, comic, it's a comic book movie. Also, put that same energy energy into the stupid abortion ban. Yeah, dude. Dude, that yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't take that as like a oh my god I can't believe he said that on Twitter kind of thing, because most of the time that ends up being a confession that it's like you sexually harass somebody. It's not anything like that what you're putting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just it's a completely different genre. So we're starting 2019. We're starting 2020 by getting all of this stuff out yep. before we get onto the main topic oh, of today. And this one, my favorite. <laughs> I'll take the wheel. You. Uh-uh. My house. My rules. I 
sir. Get ready for the storm. <laughs> I am the storm. Donald Duck, man! <laughs> so, it's a, a video that he has on his Twitter basically describing Donald Duck as being a badass. Yes! <laughs> and you know who's the voice of Donald Duck right there? Woohoo. Donald Cheadle. Not Donald. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. War Machine himself, Don Cheadle. Basically, Donald, Donald Cheadle at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, when it, that part of his, I am the storm. I was like, well, goddamn Donald. That's awesome. That's really awesome. I was did, like, fuck yes. I don't remember if it was a college humor thing or not, but did you see that Captain thing? Captain Planet. Yeah. Captain Planet as look, Don Cheadle. Jenny, Carol, Freddie, everyone I know was like, look at this. Shout outs. <laughs> Shout outs to everyone. I'm like, I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. And that's where I'm like, I post, I post that glyph. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. From Pineapple Express. I'm yeah. Like, why are you showing me stuff? That's why I don't like that fucking. <laughs> if you show me the robot chicken one, then I'll watch over and over again because I'm like, I haven't seen robot chicken in a minute. Mm-hmm. And that's my favorite one. I'm fucking Captain Planet. <laughs> there you go. Like, Ted Turner is Captain Planet. That's I'm sorry. It's more funny than fucking Don Cheeto. Yeah. I'm sorry. But um, shit, we that was the biggest fucking tangent it was a time. very long tangent for sure that went everywhere but continuing on um, the main topic what do you think it is today um before we get to the actual main topic truly artist talks is coming back <laughs> um i'm in the midst of trying to get a, um actual working artists not student artists but working artists right now within the industry mm-hmm. get some inside information um the artist talk would just be me by myself um so i'm in the process of trying to get them Mm-hmm. Everybody's fucking busy. <laughs> it's also the beginning of the year, so it's yeah. gonna take a minute for everybody to figure out their schedules. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we have um, two student artists who's on the show before. They are coming back. Two different episodes. We're gonna get um, the women, the a woman's point of view of being an artist today, um, but also as a student. That sounds like it's gonna be very interesting. So those are definitely coming back. Um, I would say. I'm looking at maybe four to five episodes. So stay tuned for that great content coming at you from uh, the giant contraband robot. Um, no Star Wars review. Not yet. Still haven't seen it. But I do know every single detail of the movie because it was spoiled for me. He ain't seen it. <laughs> it was Everything was spoiled for me. And then I got one big spoiler um, on Twitter. Going on Twitter because I was actually tweeted too for something else. Uh. But that was the first thing that popped up in my feet damn and i critique the fucking movie i was like i guess you don't understand the fucking color palette yeah because blue and green don't make fucking i was like i'm not gonna spoil it if you haven't seen stories but i'm just gonna say two colors don't make fucking yellow <laughs> you basically just spoiled it there, but yeah 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 i, I was like I don't, I don't care it was just like yeah i was literally sitting like it was like yeah they put a blue and green together it's like that doesn't no the, I, I can't like, wait until we actually talk about this because I really want to talk about why it's that color. I really okay. That'll be a future thing. That'll be a future thing. Um, not reviewing Mandalorian. That'll go along with the rest of the Star Wars talk, right? Because I have so, I only watched two episodes. He ain't seen it. And I heard Gina Carano comes in, and Gina Carano. I, I'm a, I, I love redheads. I love redheads, but Gina Carano, something about her. <laughs> Maybe the fact that she can kick my ass. Maybe that's the same reasoning I have behind Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, Michelle <laughs> Rodriguez is my number one. Oh, yeah. She kicked my ass. <laughs> my, like, if I'm Picard, 
she's my number one. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you're my number one. <laughs> that is a pickup line you can use. It works 99% of the time. It's like, it works 75% of the time, every time. <laughs> you know, there is a Sex Panther joke in The Sims 3. Really? Yeah, it's called Woohoo Panther. <laughs> and it does the, I was like, what? I was literally like, really? That's, that's really random. I was like, all right, Sims. All right. There's a Mass Effect reference, a Breaking Bad reference. Hmm. Um, they, if you have your Sim as a tagger, they and they actually do an image of Heisenberg. Oh, that's cool. I was like, "Holy shit, that's really cool." So there's um there's movie references and um, gaming references in The Sims Three. That's pretty cool. That's gonna make me actually want to pick up Sims now. <laughs> um, Sims Four, I have not really played it. Mm-hmm. I have it. It was they um, EA gave it to me for five, for five bucks. Oh, nice. It was like I was like, all right, fuck, it's five dollars. And I like, find EA. I'll like, play it eventually. I just don't. I when I try to play it, the camera system sucks. Mm. And right on that, we're gonna do our top. It was the top we said in the last episode. Top ten, our top from each year, which would be like our top ten. But we made our list. There's so much content to pour over yeah. over ten years, and it's it's really fucking hard. So. We basically it, condensed, right? We condensed it, but also we took music off. Um, I think music is a lot more harder, and plus, music I feel to me is more emotional base. Is yeah, how you feel at the moment, at the time, and basically, if you go back and listen to each, go back to each song or album for each of those years, in a way you can actually know what's wrong with you or where you was at at that time of year. Especially mentally, yeah. It's like, it's one of those things where it's a little bit more than a, it's a different type of memory from sight. Yeah. It's, it's more related to like a memory of like smell where when you, when you specifically experience the same thing again, your mind immediately reverts back to exactly how you're saying, right back to where you were when you first experienced it, because it's a very visceral feeling. It's different. So that music one will probably have to wait, but I would think maybe that might be a little bit more appropriate for, uh, for the night owl show, no? Um, I mean, the time format might be a little bit constraining, but the the well, topic for, for the night owl show, we're now extended from five to um five to six forty five. Oh, they extended it. Yeah, so we're an hour for we got an hour forty five minutes. See, I'm finding out along with you guys right now. Um, <laughs> but except for since you don't get off work like close at five o'clock. Yeah. So which means you, I have a whole thirty minutes to myself. Yeah. Um, we'll figure out the logistics of how we're gonna. Um, He's going to be keeping the booth warm. Reformatting um, the Night Owl show. But because of the the, the music thing, we can do the music thing on a... um, I normally see top 10 lists as like the first two weeks of the year. Mm -hmm. So we're going to... We still have time. Yeah, yeah, we still have time. Um, So maybe the... Not this upcoming week that's coming up. The week of the... Of the future. (laughs) The week (laughs) of the 11th. It'll be more like the week of the 18th. You'll get our musical episode, but also we'll talk about the musical episode. Hopefully we'll see Star Wars at some time in this week because I can now use my free movie ticket. Since Star Wars technically has been out the last three weeks, Mm -hmm. I can use (laughs) my fucking movie ticket. Is what we going to go see? So, and plus, nah, Tuesdays would be better because it's, it went to 750, but still. 
seven dollar Tuesday. Yeah. And I still and I got a free fucking movie ticket. Be like, bam, Star Wars. And <laughs> Let this, me in. And I'm and I'm pretty sure kids will be back. Kids and teens will be back in school that week. It'll be easier to watch it. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. I don't have no problems with kid and teens, but you suck. I got in to movie theaters I, and fucking couples. Yeah. And couples ruin it a lot too. No, here's the thing. Here's I have a problem. I'm not gonna do that. I said this year I'm not gonna bitch. I'm only gonna bitch about things that is on this list. All right. <clears throat> so, so why don't we get to that list so that way you can get to bitch? <laughs> oh, there's a lot of bitching. <laughs> this is gonna be a bitch filled episode. So what are we starting off with first? Of the categories, I believe that means we have uh, games, movies, TV. And that's pretty much it. I don't know what else you guys want. It's a lot of shit to yep. go over for 10 years. Yep. So we're <laughs> going to start off TV first. And also on the, the tagline when you said um, uh, movies, TVs, movie, TVs, movies, television, and games also connect on, a, on an emotional level as well. Yes, very much. So these are very much personalized lists, I would think. Like there, there are objective I'll- choices. I would say gaming is more is more emotional based than my, my movies and TV list. I would say that because there's kind of more of a universal standard when you well not universal but there's more of a communal guideline for well I don't know I if I want to say it like that. Everyone approaches a, a different form of media differently. Yeah, and I would say here I'm not gonna go like when I go through each show mm-hmm. talk about where I was at or where I was at mentally, but just like shows that I know I will watch on repeat. Mm-hmm. But then there's some of these shows that are not going to be on Netflix anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, when, I, when I mention on the list. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to go, I'm going to start right off. Um, it's TV shows that I've seen from start to finish. That's what I, from myself. Yeah. That was like, um, it was TV shows that was start to fin uh, that I watched from start to finish or it was canceled too soon mm-hmm. and repeat viewings. Mm-hmm. So, that I made, I made that as my criteria for myself. Okay. Uh, on my honorable mentions list, Stranger Things that came out in 2016, only season one. I okay. haven't seen two or three. Is that why it's an honorable mention? You haven't finished the whole thing and you don't feel like maybe putting I it? Haven't fin- I haven't finished the whole thing, but also season one was good as a self-contained thing. Yeah, it was. And I was like, when we get to gaming, um, but it's like the Uncharted effect. I uh, only liked it the first three games. Why do we need... You and I have similar thoughts on this. <laughs> um, lie to me. Came out in 2009. Ooh, Light of Me is a good one. Tim Roth. Um, oh, my God. I forgot the actress name from ER. But it's Tim Roth. McSteamy? <laughs> no. Um, it's, um, or McDreamy, whatever they call him. Yeah, it's a woman. Oh, yeah. That... It was her partner. It was his partner. She can also tell a person. I, I like the concept. Though. Mm-hmm. It was It was like, I never seen a show, like a procedural show, where and you learn about people lying, ticks and stuff. Man, and like, I remember when Light of Me came out. And then, and because people because of the show and it's like it's a, apparently it's a legit thing, mm-hmm. and then so now yeah everyone's like how is this person lying? Yeah, we have the look and everything. And I was like, and I even started like, even in my own way, changed how the way I was how I would move, how I would, like sit and talk with people. You don't want to project with your body language. Yeah, yeah. And like I can tell when I know when I'm lying to someone mm-hmm. and when I'm telling the truth to someone, or, or like they said of and they even said even if the person looking straight at you. Mm-hmm. They're the more li- ones. They're more likely lying to you as the ones the exactly. person who's not giving you eye contact. Because staring directly at a person, it can be just as much of a thing of lying yeah. as not. It means that the person who's not looking at you is the more li- or is the ones who's actually listening to you more than they actually looking at you. I was like, yeah, holy fucking shit. I was like, 
Yes. So, Lie to Me was a good show. Lie to Me was a great, great, um, very good <laughs> show. And it was canceled too soon. It was like two, like I think three seasons. Yeah, it it could have gone longer. That's yeah. for sure. I, I I seriously feel it probably wouldn't end it now. It was um or like maybe twenty seventeen if they had kept going with it. Um, Young Justice, um, season one. It came out in twenty ten. Um, I would include season two, but it's I'm gonna connect them together. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why it's on the honorable mentions is not on the main list is because it's a good show. It's their animation style that they're now sticking with throughout mm-hmm. their DC and um, animated stuff. Yeah, Besides, like it wasn't consistent for a couple years, and then you started seeing like what was really popular with yeah. the fans, and then stuck so with it. Pretty much, um, when Justice League, um, not Justice League Dark. Yeah, Justice League Dark, um, uh, Justice League War. War, there you go. So Justice League War and Young Justice came out right around the same time. So that animation style from War carried into Young Justice. And it's very prevalent, you can tell. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I like it because you can see their costumes. It looked like, for a, for a cartoon, it looked like this is actual costumes. They're not skin tight. They're skin tight, but it looked, it's like heavy. It's, on it was them. more practical. Like you could tell that it was weighted. You could yeah. tell that it like the way they would carry themselves in the costume felt natural to the character not Thank just you. the character moving around and the costume moving with them reactively yeah. thank you um and there's some design choices i didn't like um guy gardner looking he looked like a dude bro in the yeah. cutoff in a cutoff vest yeah i didn't like that that i don't like but that's that's more a thing on dude bros than actually guy gardner <laughs> um their liberty um i like how they actually adapted dr fate before mm-hmm. and i'm like i want to see where that goes because zatanna's father if you mm-hmm. haven't seen young justice season one two or three where, what the fuck are you doing because zatanna's father is dr fate mm-hmm. but I remember Dr. Fade from Superman the Animated Series and the comic books. Yeah. It's a different man who has free will to take the helmet off, on and off. Yeah. And I want to see that in Young Justice. I'm getting tired of the... Uh, the, the the helmet controls the person who's using it. Yep, and how Zatanna is... Her father's there, but he's still technically, in a way, dead. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm getting tired of that, that storyline that they still harping on. Just let it go. Mm-hmm. Um... Another storyline that's is on the is on the. On the These are his list. honorable mentions, by the way. Miss <laughs> Martian is Superboy. I, all right, I, I get it. Why you now let him get married in season three? Mm-hmm. But oh, come on, but of, like for why? <laughs> Visibly I, sighing into the heavens is what he's doing. It sucks. <laughs> um, I have a theory for season four. I think they're going to bring... Wally West was killed off at the end of season two. Okay. I think Wally will come back in season four. Through the Speed Force? Through the Speed Force. I can that's see how that. he came. That's how he came back. They, they've they done that in the comics, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. And I know Young Justice tried to be realistic. That's one... That's why it's also on the uh, mm-hmm. honorable mentions. They're doing what they did in the DC films, but also it's still the animation form. Mm-hmm. Grounding them, but it's still... But keeping the fantical. Yeah. Yeah, they there is because it's a cartoon. You can blend the two. Yeah, but fuck that grounded shit. That's when that's when Wally comes back with uh with blue lightning, right? No, yeah, with blue because at that point he's a lot faster. He's a lot faster because they even said in the show he was slower than Barry. Yeah, and it's like, like the color shift theory is what kind of tells you like how fast they are, right? And then Wally is the only Flash who can um, actually create his own suit, the Speed Force. Wait, he can create his own what? 
He's, he can create his own costume with the Speed Force. Wait, really? Yeah. So while Barry, he teaches Barry, um, Bart, and everyone else how to do it, mm-hmm. he was the first person to do it. Wow. So he really did not need the, the flash, suit, the, uh, yeah. the friction suit. He did not need the ring or everything. Mm-hmm. He did it himself. Wow. And I think that's why the TV show missed out. Mm-hmm. You should have just let Wally. They, I, I seriously felt they, they, they handled Wally and Barry very poorly on the TV, on the live action show. Mm-hmm. So on a heads up on the spoiler, a little heads up on my list. None of the Arrowverse shows is on this list or the honorable mentions. <laughs> they have their, they have their great moments, but they have plenty of flaws that would keep them off the list. Yeah. Um, on the honorable mention list, the last one on the honorable mention list, The Punisher Season 2, which came out 2019, at the start of 2019. Ooh, yeah. It was it had mixed reviews, but I actually liked it more than Season 1. Um, and you're going to be very shocked when I get my, through my list. Okay. But Punisher Season 2 was one of my favorites. Okay. Um, what is your list consisting of then? All right, so my list, I, I cheated a little bit okay. for 2009 because they both came out at the same time for 2009 parks and recreation and regular show okay i can't put none of them on the uh, on the honorable mentions list because parks and rec when they, for the season one came out it was rough i was i was gonna put parks and rec on also but i thought we were doing from 2010 to 2019 we're doing <laughs> 20 uh, 29 to 20 um 2019 okay so that was my fault <laughs> two, two, uh, um I, there's two episodes of season one that I rewatched. The one where um, fuck, Chris Pratt is standing in the door naked. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the that's one, a funny bit, but it was actually... Yeah, the one that NBC actually sent him a letter for. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second one where... Um, that shit, it, had me, it always fucking had me dying. He's running, Chris Pratt is running, and he dies in the damn di- um, the pit. Oh, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, did he get hurt doing that shit? Well, that was, was during season that one. That wasn't season one because season one he was he didn't he couldn't use his legs. That was going towards the end of season one, so that's where he broke his legs. No, he, when we met him, he had already had his broken so legs a, was, because we met him and a part of uh, Anne's talking head as the introduction was. Okay. I live with my boyfriend. I'm taking care of him because he fell in the pit. That's why she goes to the to the town okay. hall meeting. But. I remember season one was short though. Yeah, it was only six episodes, I think. Um, but that's the reason why it's on the list because season two made it more funnier. Yes, and that got rid of how um, the approach of season one was. Mm-hmm. Regular show, the reason why it's on the list, and I re- always re- rewatch it. It's the only show where it can still be kid friendly, but it's super adult. Huh. Yeah, uh, we can pick up. And teen, I'm, I'm not gonna say teenagers are not stupid. Everyone can pick up these jokes, and they reference. A different genre. If it is from mm-hmm. the '80s, the '90s, or the 2000s, mm-hmm. and I like, and I fucking like that. Yeah, it's all these '80s references, video, old '90s, '80s video game references. Is that the same creator that did um, Adventure Time and and uh, no, just um, what is it? Pennington, Galactic Heroes. Pennington Ward did um, Bravest Warriors and um, Adventure Time. Yeah, JG Quintel is the creator of regular show. Okay, so it's just similar art designs, but not. I say to me, I think it's totally different. Uh, I mean, art they're styles. they're different art styles, but mm-hmm. I mean to me, like it's similar enough to where I've made that mistake. Yeah. Um, but apparently, they all went to um the same school. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, and they all 
worked on the I want to say the misadventures of Flapjack. I was wondering about that too. I was like, they all kind of remind me of Flapjack because they, they apparently they worked on Flapjack. Oh, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's just like you can see yourself as and the episodes transition. You can see yourself either as a Rigby or a Mordecai mm-hmm. or Pops or anybody. You can make any singles for Proxy Rec. Mm-hmm. You can picture yourself as any one of those characters. I mean, by the end, even the characters were trying to figure out which characters they were, right? Yeah, but like, to me, <laughs> I always thought I was um, April until I looked at one episode where Leslie was talking about her, Ben, who she, who's now her husband. He's, uh-huh. like, he's a feminist, and he's like, he's sworn for women's rights. Mm-hmm. And he comes around the corner. He's like, yo, I got a bun in my oven. I want some pie. Let's go, woman. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, that would be me. Yeah. That would legit be me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> it would be, it would be like, it would be your spouse. Only you and your spouse can make those. Yeah. Those it's like, you would never things. make that joke to anybody unless it was your spouse that was already cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> and she'd just be like, I just gave him a glow up and he just fucked up. <laughs> I was like, I'm Ben. Like, Ben bought a whole fucking Batman suit. Yeah, he bought. I a would whole, be that person. He bought a whole Batman suit to then just change the router or turn on and off the router. Yeah, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm 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 Ben because I know me because I kept I said it before. I want a a pro a com a t a movie accurate proton pack mm-hmm. and the flight suit and, and you never write. take it off. <laughs> and I'm like, oh fuck, I'm Ben, I'm, I'm Ben, and I know I'm Mordecai. Then mm-hmm. I am Rigby. Okay, because uh, I'm like, I do have a problem with women like like Mordecai, except for mm-hmm. Mordecai. Got it at the end, so that's different between me and him. Mm-hmm. I'm an artist. Mordecai is an artist. Mm-hmm. He's okay in video games. I'm okay in video games. <laughs> I was like, "All right, I'm Mordecai." Like I can feel it. The I, connections I there. Can feel the connection. Um, my second one for 2010, Justified. Ooh, Justified's a good one. That is a damn good show. Um, Timothy Oliphant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a modern western. Yeah. Um, Walter Goggins, who was supposed to die in season one. Mm-hmm. But including myself, loved them so much they kept them on for the remainder of the series. I mean, you kind of like if it's a character like that, you kind of expect it almost. Yep. yep. I was like, okay. I was like, the, the if you have not seen Justified, and I don't want to spoil anything. I don't, that's the only thing I'm gonna spoil is um, Walter Goggins living after season one. Um, but the show is badass. Um, I'll do this other spoiler, and it was in the first episode when he told the guy he had the count. I want to say of ten. Mm-hmm. To get up and leave. If not, I'm gonna shoot you right there on the spot. And he's like, "I'm not gonna do it." And he's just mm-hmm. counting. Yeah. And then, bam! I was yeah. like, "Oh, this is the kind of show we're dealing with." I was like, "Okay." It set the tone. Yeah, it definitely set the tone. Because I always had like the three episode rule, mm-hmm. but it went out the window on that one episode. He's just like, just, "Nope, I'm in." <laughs> yeah. And he had good supporting characters. That's how you know was, it's a good show. They wasn't in. His supporting characters wasn't in enough. It was mainly like him, mm-hmm. Timothy Oliphant, the woman who's played his ex-wife, um, Walter Goggins, basically just them three. Mm-hmm. But when this other character, the uh, supporting characters who was uh, his fellow officers mm-hmm. came in, it was a good show. Mm-hmm. And like you learn a little bit more on each character as the series went on. Which is good. It's like you're not spoon-fed everything, but yeah. you're not also drip-fed everything. Like yeah. you get it. You know, you can eat at a pace. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, definitely check out Justified. Justified is a good one. And actually ended, I want to say 2017. Six-year run. No, it had seven seasons. So probably 2018 then? Let's say 2018. 
it could still it could still have um well no yeah it would be it would be around that time then if it's that many seasons yeah hmm. I'm not, mm. interesting yeah continuing on what's um, your next one 2011 Alphas from the Sci-Fi Channel it's a grounded take on X-Men okay but it's not an X-Men show it's like an X-Men-esque show it's an X-Men-esque show um Zach Penn who wrote X3 X uh, I hate that guy uh you're you're bringing down the pedigree by saying that right now <laughs> but the show is really good okay and it's the first sci-fi show is connected to Eureka and Warehouse 13 oh really yep huh um, Man, I haven't they, heard those names in a while. <laughs> and characters did cross. So, um, supporting characters crossed over through this um, through the three shows. Oh wow! Not the main characters themselves, even yeah. though we wish they did. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you know, one character from Warehouse, she was on a four episode arc on Eureka while Warehouse was still on. She oh. was a, she was a, one of the she was a third lead on um, Warehouse. Huh. So I was. So like, they literally were crossing over at the yeah, same time, and it was crossing wow. all the shows over. Um, Alphas was like the X Men, but they had like their like one. He had like Daredevil like powers, but he wasn't blind. Okay. But if he used it too much, he would get like his adrenaline and everything was just like pretty much. He had the, his metabolism to keep up, or mm-hmm. he would just like fall out. Mm-hmm. Um, one power he has super. One dude he has super strength. Mm-hmm. But the, every time he kept on using his powers, it wakened his heart. Oh. So he would get like a heart attack if he yeah. kept on using it. Like by the time they got the season two, where it ended, that little fault just like went away. He's just he's using his powers like willy nails. Like, mm-hmm. don't you got a weak heart? <laughs> like, wait a minute, ain't you got a hole in there somewhere? Yeah, like you just punch him up his left and right. I'm like, okay, they threw that out. <laughs> um, it was one he was um, and I like how their portrayal of an autistic person mm-hmm. was on that show. He was like their. What's the word I'm looking for? Like their tech in a way, their tech person. Okay. Like he was able to tap. Like he was like, in his view, he could see phone lines. He could see wires and stuff. Oh wow. Um. He um. There was one woman who can um. Um. Tell you what to do. Think purple man, but it's a woman. Mm-hmm. Um. And then there was one woman. I forgot her powers because it was. Oh, it's been so fucking long since I've seen Alphas, because. And I'm That's... pissed. And this is the only time I, I agree with the Big Bang Theory. It ended off on a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. and because of that, it, it, in, when Sci-Fi canceled it, I was like, I don't want to rewatch it. Yeah. Because I'm leading back towards a fucking cliffhanger. Yeah. I was like, No, fuck this shit. I'm like not it's real. not it's not satisfying at that point. <laughs> but it's still on the 2011 list because, despite Zach Penn, <laughs> this is like a good take on how I, w- I, w- I would have saw an X-Men um, TV series. Okay. Like, uh, this is... You want them to have taken the concept that they did there, like, how they how they executed it, but applied it to an actual X-Men story. Yes. Okay. And it was actually good. Um, and I did, like, pick that. I was like, oh, he, he's definitely, like... Um, there was a character in the X-Men, big white dude. Every time he used his powers, it did weaken his heart. Mm-hmm. But in, that, in the comic book, he actually died. Oh, okay. He uses powers too much. When the X-Men betrayed them and he got taken by a Sentinel mm-hmm. and a Sentinel, he his body merged with the Sentinel Ooh. and his heart couldn't take it. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, that's a way to die. <laughs> um, number for 2012, The Legend of Korra. Ooh, that's a good one. That's, I don't think anybody's going to argue with you on that one. <laughs> 
actually there'll be some people who there'll are, be some people saying it's not as good as the original but yeah. for 2012 especially and for, for animated show for an animated show yeah and I like the um, it took it took risks it took guts mm-hmm. as like I get any straight male what <laughs> male will say about a, a female driven show mm-hmm. but when they made that turn where Korra came out mm-hmm. I was like it, I, I fell off because I got rid of cable so it was hard to keep up mm-hmm. but when I bought it on Blu-ray and I was watching it through I was like there was hints that she was like she was she's a teen mm-hmm. so and she didn't just do it on a whim I thought to me I thought it was natural it was, it was like a, progression it was a progression mm-hmm. and she's she's literally learning and she's an avatar she has to learn mm-hmm. so I'm like that's what the show's about <laughs> But I was like, and plus, we even talked about this on the last episode. Mm-hmm. David Faustino. Mm-hmm. Like, where the fuck have you been? And he's on Legend of Korra. Um, Dante Brasco, he came back mm-hmm. as the ancestor of Zuko. Oh. So he's basically playing his, his Like, never mind that. that I sound exactly like my great-grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And the only, only downside I disliked was... um. Chris Hardwick as the voice of adult Sokka when they do flashback episodes. Yeah, I didn't like that. I was like... <sighs> I was like, of all people, really? Chris Hardwick? Like, why didn't you... Like, I mean, maybe it's scheduling. It could be a lot of reasons. But it's like, I I wouldn't think that it would be weird if you use the same actor. Because, I mean, he is physically older now. Like, he could probably just do this... Well, maybe not just do the same thing because I've heard the same actor on um, Dragon Prince. Yeah. And it's basically Sokka. Yeah. It's exactly the same voice as Sokka, but it's like if you even just put that through like a slight filter, just age it up a little bit, it would still work fine. There are some people who still sound like themselves as a kid, but it's older. Maybe that's why too. It would have been more, more better just to have him play his adult self. Mm-hmm. And I think he was like in his teens, and by the time it got to the end of um, The Last Airbender, he was already like in well in his 20s. Yeah, and then by the time, um, by the time Korra would come out after yeah. that, like, yeah, it would make sense time wise. Yeah, it'd be so- fine. But Legend of Korra is definitely, and I love the. You can tell the animation got super better yeah. by the time they got to Korra. Yeah. So I was like, that's why it made it as, as one of the best shows of twenty. To me, one of the best shows of twenty twelve. Yeah. Um, that's honestly a good choice. Yeah. Twenty thirteen, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Ooh, that's a good one. Brooklyn Nine Nine is to me the only cop procedural show I would ever watch. Yeah, nope. I agree with you. My dad's been trying to get me into Blue Bloods, and even though objectively it is a good show, I can't get into it. <laughs> I was gonna put um, Hawaii Five O, mm-hmm. but since CBS is always landlocking their shows on mm-hmm. on streaming services, mm-hmm. it got beat out to Brooklyn Nine Nine because I can. I, at first, it was on Netflix, and then Netflix for some reason took it off. Mm-hmm. But NBC has the whole entire series. Yeah, yeah, it's an NBC show now. It got picked up. Yep. because after they canceled it, right? Like. And, NBC got them, and I've been constantly rewatching all um all entire se- um series. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine is honestly like a, a a modern cop procedural show that has good heart. Yeah, and good comedy. It's like I would picture that kind of where uh kind of like what's it the the Seth MacFarlane show right now the space one, um the Orville. I would place it almost like Orville. Because it's like the way that it handles itself reminds me of the pacing of like yep. something like the Orville, but still has really good comedy in it, but still obviously as a cop procedural drama. But the only reason why it's so successful is the same people who made Parks and Rec and The Office. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, and both shows 
prove they can they can do comedy and drama in Parks and Rec and in the office. And when they have when Brooklyn they have those heart moments. When Brooklyn Nine Nine has to go like. I remember there was one episode. It was the first season. I mm-hmm. legit thought one of the characters was going to die. Mm-hmm. No, he just got shot in the ass twice. Yeah, I remember I, that. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, it's going to be that type of comedy. Yeah. Oh, shit. And then he got shot in the ass twice. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it, yeah. It literally was like, all right, we're going we're gonna to go here. Yeah. Nah. And then he comes in on a scooter. <laughs> um, and then him having beef with the fucking heroic horse cop. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Like them. Like, <laughs> and then them fuck with Boyle every Halloween. Yeah. I was like, it's a good one. The heist, and the the heist every season when there's a heist, mm-hmm. and them fuck with Boyle are my two things from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. And the one where Rosa found out what Boyle um, did not invite her. Yeah. To his wedding that, the only I guess a certain person of a certain age can hear it. Yeah. And she directed it to Boyle, and he's just like, "What the hell is this sound?" And he's like, "He's like, I'm feeling like I'm melting inside." Yeah, he's and like, "I'm gonna throw up." <laughs> and Terry Crews like, "All right, you can stop." It was like a sound cannon or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I would hate, and oh no, that was the age one was where I think Peralta and Amy was already in a relationship. Okay, it was Amy Peralta, Santi, uh, Amy Peralta Diaz were all in the same area, and the sound went off, and they was all like. Oh legit yeah, hurting, and they was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, <laughs> I was like, and I always did a. That's test. a good runner. I always did a test, and I always get um, DS mm-hmm. as my as the person I'm most like. I was like, <laughs> "Fuck yes!" So now, and and it was legit. It was like, who are you from Parks and Rec and um, Brooklyn Nine? You are Damn. and I got fifty percent Ben, fifty percent Rosa, and I was like, so they be like, I was like, you're noticing I can, the type. I can, I can like. <laughs> All right, I guess I got my days where I'm like Rosen and I got my days where I'm like Ben. I'm like, <laughs> I'm cool with that. Nice. I'm actually cool with that. At first, I was like, it, for like in my, I'll say early, late 20s, mm-hmm. I got April. and But then, like more and more, I got Ben. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. <laughs> now, looking at it, I was like, yeah. I now you're that. embracing it. I'm embracing it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, my 2014, Constantine. Constantine. It only lasts one season. God is damn is a good show. Yeah? Oh yes. Um it's on CW right now. Um the entire series and is on Netflix mm-hmm. in the entire series. It is really good. And if you pull up most episodes and you pull up combo covers, they recreate combo covers in the episodes. Oh, that's cool. Uh Matt Ryan is the perfect fucking constant, so I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um uh, oh shit. You're happy with his portrayal in it. His portrayal, but um I forgot his name. The producer of all the Arrow uh, Arrow shows, Greg Bertolanti. Ah, go. okay, okay. Him bringing him in, like you know what? Let's integrate Constantine mm-hmm. into the Arrowverse. So all those characters on the TV show, they exist in the Arrowverse. They're mm-hmm. somewhere out there. They just haven't been directly referenced or mentioned yet. <laughs> but when you get, ah, fuck, I can't talk about the Arrowverse crossover. Not yet. I fucking can't. Not yet. Because there is, because there is a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody knows Constantine talked to Lucifer from the TV show Lucifer, so we now know that's connected. That Lucifer is connected, yeah. But Constantine makes a direct reference of him world jumping. Oh, really? So, technically, didn't that wouldn't be a spoiler mm-hmm. because Constantine could do that in the comic books. Mm-hmm. So, you now know that Constantine 
he does not stick to one world. He can jump. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so that means a different version of Chaz is running around the Arrowverse. We just have not met them yet. Uh-huh. I would love to see that on Legends of Tomorrow. Him run into his um his former crew. <laughs> but in a different way like yeah i missed the woman who was on the um on the show mm-hmm. that was with them i was like damn this this latin woman I was like, Oof. <laughs> i'm sorry michelle rodriguez but this one right here okay all right but then it gets canceled after one fucking season like fucking and that would piss me off it was on nbc mm-hmm. of all things really a dc show on nbc that's and that's then not it, and it yeah. paired it up with grim Oh, okay. So they were they were like putting it with a specific uh with a specific genre. Yeah, and it didn't work. It really did not work. Yeah, because Constantine did things that Grimm couldn't do, mm-hmm. and I can tell Constantine was gonna get canceled because mm-hmm. there was a few times where his that's his thing. He was smoking cigarettes, so mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, you can't do that on NBC a lot. Um, he has the cigarette. You can tell he just smoked it. He mm-hmm. just flicks it out, mm-hmm. and I'm like, but on CW, <laughs> he uh-huh. actually. Actually, he's smoking. Oh, okay. So I'm like, how y'all getting? Like, how much fine are y'all getting getting hit by yeah. letting him actually smoke on TV? Yeah. Because even he was like, and he said he's a smoker, mm-hmm. and he was like, he was surprised they actually let him do that on TV. Yeah, I would be too. Shoot. So I was like, all right. So Constantine for 2014, for 2015, Daredevil season one. That's a good choice. The hallway. If it wasn't, technically, Ray did it first. Mm-hmm. When Daredevil did it, technically, Old Boy did it first. That's right. I would say Old Boy, but the Raid did it better though. Mm, okay, wait. Cause, which cause, Old Boy are you thinking of? The remake I'm not, or the I'm original? I'm not talking about Spike Lee's Old Boy. Okay, yeah, yeah. And here's the thing: either fucking way, if we're talking about Spike Lee or the original, the realization he fucked his daughter. Still. Yeah. I would have been pr- fuck screaming. I would just killed the guy right there. Yeah. I'll be like, <laughs> like I'm, yeah, I'm, he's I'm, he's miming shooting them by the way. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! And then you get to the Spike Lee version, then you realize that's Thanos, that's Scarlet Witch. Yeah, right. It's so much worse. It's so much worse with the context of what we know now. When you see that scene, like when you look at every MCU film and you realize how what every actor who worked with one another, and I'm mm-hmm. like. Mm. especially when you look at the past projects where it's like oh yeah like you could probably tell that the, some of those actors are like I might not ever see this guy again no um, Scarlett Johansson said she thought that once and she said she's now been in like close to 7 to 10 movies with Chris Evans <laughs> she said basically by this point she said I can't she said I don't like seeing him without a shirt on she's like it's like hanging out with my brother that's what she said I would imagine especially if you've done that many movies together and you've like got this kinship you know what I mean like yeah it's the um, whole other thing. But for Daredevil, I like the slow burn to he got his suit. Yes. At first, I was bitch. I was a bit. I was like, wait a minute. They did this in a comic book. It made well. it so much more satisfying, too, when he got it. It was like he earned that shit. Yep. I was like, we just didn't get to the point where he had the, the, the his emblem on his chest, though. Yeah, but honestly, I don't... I don't know if we if if he the needs em- it. That, I know. Mm-hmm. So that was that is a debate I had with Fran. Like, did he really need it? And I don't I was think like, he plus needs he it. can't see it. Yeah. I was like, he can fucking feel it. It's embroidered. He can fucking feel it. Yeah, but what would the point be? I heard I didn't watch season three because I hate the trope of the vent. The villain has another person come cosplaying as the hero to tarnish his image. Mm-hmm. I hate that fucking shit. Animes do it. 
American cartoons do it. TV shows do it. It's a fucking tired ass trope. Mm-hmm. So when I heard it for season three, I was like, nope. Yeah. Nope. Cause I was like, I literally legit thought they was going to do the one where Kingpin found his identity mm-hmm. and he blows up the building that Matt Burdock lives, which means he effectively killed innocent people, mm-hmm. which will solidify Kingpin as the most villainous character of all time. Yeah. But also it destroys Daredevil's suit. Yeah. Which caused him to get has why he got the iconic red suit. The mm-hmm. yellow um uh, Mark Millar destroyed the red yellow suit because he said they make no sense. Mm-hmm. And that's how he got the iconic red suit. Yeah. I thought they was gonna do that for the show. Mm-hmm. And when I heard it went another direction, I'm like, I like Vincent Narfio, Charlie Cox, damn good Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Nope. I'm out. Man, it's season like is, is ends with season two mm-hmm. and that's it. But season one damn good season one is amazing dude i remember when i when i saw daredevil i i i saw the actor that's playing daredevil right and i couldn't place where i had seen him before stardust stardust i couldn't place it and then i out of nowhere i rewatched stardust i'm like oh, it's the same fucking guy yeah like how is this the same guy and then it just goes to show it really depends on the project and yeah. the writing and then like, get henry cable was in the movie also Wait, what? He was the blonde-haired dude that was they kept on beating um, Charlie Cox in sword fighting. <gasps> yeah, that's Henry Cable. Oh my god! Yeah, that with that weird-ass mustache. That's his actual mustache. Still weird, Still. but damn. And the blonde hair. That's all him. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow, I did not. Wow. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Henry Cable. <laughs> We're what you got on that list? Because we're on 2015. 2016. <laughs> ah! Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Luke Cage is a good one. Wait, how many seasons of Luke Cage? It's only two seasons. It was canceled after the second season. I don't like the second season as much because it end. I hate when you cancel a show on an ambiguous ending. Yeah. It's like, at least give them enough time to wrap up what they... Tr- or at least try to wrap up what they started. Because um, they did two... They did um, the series finale for, Dar- uh, for Luke Cage. When he's wearing, he's wearing a suit that's reminiscent to the suit that he's wearing in the comic books. It's mm-hmm. yellow. The yellow shirt and the bracers. And... No, um, in the, I want to say twenty. It's right around the time Luke Cage season, uh, season two, so it would be twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Him and Iron Fist changed their costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, Iron Fist was wearing like more of a track suit looking suit. Mm-hmm. Um, think, um, Enter the Dragon, Bruce Lee, but it's black, with um white stripes, with yellow stripes, and his emblem on his chest, and the. Um, the popped up yellow collar. Oh, okay. Luke Cage is wearing a black suit um, with a yellow um, button down shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, so they want to be more legitimate. Yeah. The only reason why Iron Fist is wearing his suit because he's a fighter. Yeah. Um, the season finale of um, Luke Cage, season two, he takes over the nightclub from season one. Mm-hmm. But his motif is red. Mm-hmm. Which signifies a, a villainous turn, mm-hmm. but he's wearing yellow, a bright yellow shirt, mm-hmm. so it's showing that he's having a moral ambiguity. Mm-hmm. So he's not completely turning. It ends off like the fucking Godfather, when um, Al Pacino is standing there, his wife is at the door, and the mob bosses just closes the door on her, mm-hmm. and that's how season two ends. So you just don't know how it closes the door on Misty Night at the end of it. I'm like, yeah. Fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Alfre Wood uh, for season one, mm-hmm. Alfre Woodard. Um, oh fuck, his um, he's gonna be Blade. 
Mashallah Ali. Yeah. Khan Mao should have never been killed off in the midpoint of the season. He should have been, if he was going to kill him off, it would have been better at the season finale. Yeah, he was he was a finale villain, not a not a mid-season. Cause it was, he was, did a great job with that, man. They was usually... They was using the Serpent Society, but in more of a black person's ter- um, terms, because Cottonmouth, um, black, um, Mariah, I forgot her code name. Mm-hmm. Um, her daughter, um, her daughter in season two was technically part of the Serpent Society in the mm-hmm. comic books. Um, oh, I forgot the main villain at the end of season one that Luke had the end of fighting. You find out it was his brother. Oh, um, what is it, Copperhead? I think you're mixing up Kill Bill. <laughs> but, um, in his suit is reminiscent to what the the villain looked like in the comic book. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, it would have been more better if he was killed by the guy that Cottonmouth worked for as opposed to it was his sister. Mm-hmm. Since Cottonmouth was technically ruining the fucking business anyway, why don't you just have the person he's employed by kill him instead of his sister? Mm. Well, I think, yeah, there was... But the show showed black people in, um, in America... And then the black hero in America, and and at that time, and it still works for where we at now in twenty twenty. We're going yeah. into twenty twenty, um, and plus he's technically besides Black Lightning, the first black fucking superhero show that everybody could watch. Not everyone could watch the show because mm-hmm. episode one, as much as they try to hide it, you see Misty Knight is very. You appreciate Misty Knight very much. Oh yes, and then the term coffee. Is now synonymous to not actually drinking coffee, Ooh. but actually fucking. It's, it's a lot closer to that uh, hot coffee mod. Yes, <laughs> especially, and they being, I like how they was very specific with it though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially if any woman of nationality came up, mm-hmm. I was like, at first it was like, I was watching Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. and and it, it didn't pick up, and mm-hmm. I was like, American American roast. And then the scene you see them, I was like, yeah. "Oh, like wait, I get it now." <laughs> I was like, "God damn it!" I was like, "I was like, damn, I, I suck because I, I did not pick up that." <laughs> well, you didn't get that in in Jessica Jones. I did not get that in Jessica Jones until I got the Luke Cage. When I was like, "Oh no!" It was like right after he said coffee, yeah. And then the the specific, I guess, American flavor Americano. Yeah, yeah. Then it goes to the scene you see them. Fucking, yeah. I was like. Oh, dude. Like, wait a minute. It makes way more sense now. <laughs> yeah. I was like. That's too funny, dude. I was like, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, 2017, The Punisher Season 1. Okay. So, Punisher Season 2 was in your honorable. Yes. Season 1. The reason why Season 1, I felt that he needed to show that he's not Shane from The Walking Dead no more. Yeah, and I think he did a good job of that, honestly. Uh, he John Bernthal did an amazing job and he did a lot of he did most of the stunts practically, right? Yeah. He did he did that. Yep, and in season <laughs> then during filming of season two, he broke his hand doing a stunt. Yeah, I, I watched a was, lot and it was him mm-hmm. um person he was supposed to pull back on his punch person to person in the face. Mm-hmm. No, he broke his hand actually punching the person in the face. Yeah. Then he said in retaliation he got knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, 
hey, tit for tat. Yeah. <laughs> you hit the stuntman, the stuntman had to hit yeah. you back. I watch a lot of uh, Corridor Digital videos, mm-hmm. and they, they have a specific stuntman on there, the, the stuntman that does all the practical work for um, Black Panther and for tons of other movies, including Punisher. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he talks about working with John Bernthal behind the scenes. He goes, he's a beast. Like he takes those contact lows full full on, and he he gets into the scene, and it's not only that, but it's like he's a very physical actor. Like yep. it's he he shines very well in something like The Punisher. Yep. And the good thing about Daredevil and the callback to Daredevil 2015 and The Punisher, apparently Marvel um, wants Charlie Cox and John Bernthal to come back for the MCU. Hell yeah! So that's so far as a rumor, but John Bernthal and Charlie Cox said we can't talk about it. That means, yeah, they're Some, in talks. They're in talks. Um, the only like only confirmation in terms of movie news that we can actually can say, Deadpool three is in development with Marvel. Yep. Uh, with Marvel Studios. So yep. confirmed by the mask himself. Yep. So, <laughs> but in terms of Punisher for season three or him being included in, I can see the Punisher in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I could too. And I would, and they both have. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, since we're on TV, they've been pushed up to 2020 this year. They pushed up, yeah. So we can we seen Falcon and Winter Soldier in the fall, Scarlet Witch this May. Damn. Did you see the uh, the concept art of what Falcon and Winter Soldier would look like? Yeah. What do you think? Oh, it's gonna look good. I think so too. I I I heard a lot of flack from people like with Falcon suit because they're just like, oh, it's not it's not close enough to like what Captain America would be looking like. It's like, but he's not. But they say clearly this is his journey. Here's the thing that the only person, the only two people, three people, ten, no, four, mm-hmm. who knows anything that's going on, mm-hmm. the showrunner, Kevin Feige, Anthony Mackie, and Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan. They're the only ones who know how that show and the series is going to turn out. Yeah. So, for all we know, probably in the season finale, we'll see him in the Falcon Captain America suit. That'd be really cool. So, so far right now, we're seeing him in an almost pseudo comic accurate Falcon costume. Yes. Which is just fucking awesome. Exactly. But um, I love the design. It's it's a very it's a very stark design. Yes, but it's a great design in my opinion. <laughs> um, a choice that people are going to be shocked that I picked for 2018: The Haunting of Hill House. Really, as much as Mister No Horror. True, it's <laughs> but it's specific horror. Specific horror. Okay, I don't like gore and none of that shit. You're not a horror whore. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I don't like gore. I don't like none of that. None of that shit. Um, Hunter in the Hill House had very minimal gore, mm-hmm. but it was more psychological horror. Ah, okay. Um, that's more your motif. And and it was it had spectral, it had ghosts, it had the the supernaturalness of everything. Mm-hmm. It dealt more with people who you know you deal with in society. Oh, oh, not, that's probably why it's like your. You're dealing with the, a painted image of what real society would be like. Yeah, and then people like, I know who will fucking annoy me. Yeah. Like, the main character who ended up, if you have a seat, it's been two years. Now, it's, we can just say it's two years. <laughs> yeah, there's two seasons now, right? Um, season two would be out some point, sometime later this year. Hmm. Um, the main character, when she dies and ends up becoming part of the house as a ghost, mm-hmm. it's the family's fault that she went back to the house to just die. Yeah trying to go against the ghost and try to relieve herself. I mean, no, that's y'all fault for letting your sister go. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck y'all. And it's the father's fault for not, I understand you, it's hard to tell the police that the house kill your wife. Yeah. Like, how are you going to actually explain that? And <laughs> so I'm like, 
I was like, fuck, because I was angry. It's like, I swear it wasn't me, it was the house. <laughs> there was characters on the show that just really pissed me off. That made the I felt the show enjoyable, but that was the only reason why. There's people I've dealt with like that before. Ah, uh, okay. High and mighty people like one care. Uh, I've got her name. I, I legit. The reason why I forgot their names because I don't remember their fucking names. That's how much you didn't like them. <laughs> I, as much as I didn't like, except for um, the actress, um, her adult version. McKenna Grace is the young, the who played the younger um, character, and the mm-hmm. actress who played her adult version. They're the only ones who I liked mm-hmm. because they talked, they spoke their mind. They didn't do no horror tropes. Mm-hmm. And they was like, look, motherfuckers, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, like you, Louis, we have a person who won't shut the fuck up. You trying to tell them, like, mm-hmm. give them their tea. Like, look, motherfuckers, here's the tea of the shit. <laughs> um, and she was the only one like who had supernatural powers herself. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I was like, I like, I thought she didn't like to be touched because she had like, mm-hmm. I like as OCD, um, ADD problems. Like, no, mm-hmm. She can, talk, like, feel spirits and shit, or, or yeah. telepathy. I'm like, like she can, like, when she she's very co- sensitive to that ambience. Like when she found out that the father actually raped his adopted daughter, mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? That yeah. episode, I was like, that fucked me. I was like, man, just cut the niggas' balls off. <laughs> um. It's always a good show when it makes you have, like, a visceral reaction. Yeah. It's like, there's very few shows, and I have a couple of them on my list right now. Um, there's I mean, very few shows that make me literally get up and scream at the fucking TV. <laughs> um, so we're going to go to my... Like I said, I cheated on my TV list. Because Parks and Rec and Regular Show was one. Mm-hmm. For 2019, I picked Umbrella Academy and The Witcher. Umbrella Academy who, that and That started Witcher. the year, and one that ended the year. Okay. Um, Umbrella Academy is more I'm more connected to because I know the I know the comic I know the mm-hmm. lore and seeing it change slightly for the show one I understand because not everything can be 100% adapted right um, faithfully right um, but at, at least if the essence is still there I'm fine yeah and the essence were still there mm-hmm. they still touched on the fantastical even though they was trying to keep it grounded mm-hmm. um and actors and actresses they got for certain characters like Mary J. Blige mm-hmm. as a a killer assassin from a different plane of existence <laughs> like holy shit she like I, I, we have McConaughey's Mary J. Blige totally changes the game after she did that um the movie that got her an Oscar nomination um I, I want to say Mud but I think if mm-hmm. I'm thinking Mud I'm thinking Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. I forgot I, I legit forgot the name of it. Mary J. Blige totally has changed um, her career. Um, I, I still know her as a, as a singer, but... Yeah, me too. This role really... It changed the perspective of her for you. Yeah, because I'm like... It, it showed... I know she has to be close to 60 by this point. <laughs> but... Has to! <laughs> all those action scenes she did, and she even said it when they have the featurettes on, mm-hmm. um, on Netflix YouTube channel and on Netflix... She said she wanted to try to do as much action as she can because mm-hmm. she's still like every actor. She's even still Henry, spry. <laughs> even Henry Cable said it. Uh-huh. I want to do as much action so the person know who's watching the show knows I'm doing it and it's not just the stunt person. Yeah, it's very interesting how you're starting to we're starting to see that a lot more in actors and in the industry in general. Yeah, it's like you're you're starting to notice it's like people want to follow the action. Yeah, and one of the important parts of following the action is following the fucking character. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> you can tell when it's the stunt person to versus the actor. Exactly. And then sometimes you can actually tell. You can, sometimes you can't tell mm-hmm. either or. And that's when you know that's the true. Uh, you have a good cinematographer and a good director and a good stunt team that can make you think, oh, they're one and the same. No, there's actually two different people doing it. Yeah. Um, like The Witcher. Henry Cable said, and they came out and said, yeah, he did all his own stunts. In the and Witcher. those are great scenes. Um, and Mary J. Blige said she only did two stunts in Umbrella Academy and then the rest was done by her stunt woman. Mm-hmm. I was like, I kind of figured that the scene where the start of the, when he's speeding his car and he's getting ready to crash it, uh-huh. you can definitely tell that was a stunt woman versus to her, her just like, they probably like had it, like they probably had on a treadmill and it felt like she was, she was speeding uh-huh. and then she was acting it out and then they were like, all right, then we're going to actually crash it. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, to assume that happened. I'm, I'm assuming Mm-hmm. I only been on one movie set and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Which movie set was that? Let's go back. <laughs> I got a terrible memory. Well, continuing on, Witcher, oh, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. Wait, you were on the, you went to the set TV show, Wonder Woman. Still, twenty. It was, um, it was around the time Wonder Legend of Core, Legend of Core came out. It was supposed to be a Wonder Woman TV series. Oh. I was at the Insomniac. Um, it was around the time Resistance 3 was getting ready to come out. Okay. And they had a event, a fan event in down in Hollywood, right near, um, behind the Egyptian Theater, mm-hmm. Hollywood High, and then up, um, up down um, Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And I actually, if you go to um, Frankenstein or the um, comic book science fight convention, mm-hmm. there is the DVD of the pilot. You see the actress who plays Mockingbird on um, Ages of Shoot, who was Wonder Woman for the show. Oh. She's running down Hollywood Boulevard, mm-hmm. which is clearly Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And it's, if you blink and you miss it, I'm on the corner. Huh. Of the same block of the Egyptian theater walking towards the red line. Ha. Nice. And you see a car crashing. Huh. And her just running. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I, was like, I looked at, oh, Wonder Woman. Like, wait, they're filming. <laughs> That's cool. Off. Right place, right time. Eh, the show never got picked up, though. And right place, where, right where, time. Guess where Wonder Woman was supposed to go to? Where? NBC. Damn. <laughs> um, but yeah, Umbrella Academy and The Witcher. Um, the Witcher. We'll do a review on The Witcher. I'm not going to spoil it here. Um, oh, spoiler no. heavy. Um, I don't know much much about the lore. I don't either. But with the show, I really want to get into yeah. the lore a lot more. Um, so, to bookend and to start 2019 with Umbrella Academy and The Witcher, it was fair to me. Very well done. That's great. Yeah, that's honestly, I, I would agree with The Witcher 1 for sure. And Umbrella Academy. I'm not as well versed in it as you are, Umbrella Academy, but it is, from what I've seen, a very, very good show. And that was my long winded TV list. We still got more to go. Still got a lot more to go. And <laughs> we might to have talk to. about his TV list, here's Christian. Yeah, so for my TV list, I slightly misunderstood the excitement, you know. Time is just the top. <laughs> Participates in class but does not pay attention to assignment. Remember, like I said, <laughs> I, I formed it to like, 
stuff that I actually watched or yeah. stuff that I ended or it was canceled. Yeah, that was so, just for, that was for, I put a parameter for myself. Mm-hmm. So my my main parameters were first of all I thought we were doing 2010 to 2019, so I didn't add Parks and Rec, but that would have been the only reason, yeah. the only one that I would have put from 2009. Uh, I just basically what we'll I say, did. We'll say Parks and Rec is your honorable mention for 2000. Parks and Rec is definitely one of my honorable mentions. And thinking about it, I'm thinking about other stuff that I wanted to put on the list. Uh, I would, as an honorable mention, put up uh, two animated shows. Okay. One Western, but anime. I mean, even if you can call a Western an anime, um, and one anime, being Castlevania, Castlevania on Netflix, I definitely want to call as a as a honorable mention, because that show, it it kind of set a standard for me as what I would be looking for in an anime style show, but made in America. Um, what year Castlevania came out? Castlevania came out, I believe. I I see. I wish I had written it down. Now I believe it came out twenty seventeen. I want to say. Either 17 or 18. Okay. I, 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 actually, I'm going to change it. I'm going to say 18. 18, because la- I'm pretty sure it was last year. But that show, honestly, to me, was very eye-opening. Not just for the gore. <laughs> but it was eye-opening because it showed me what a Western... Sh- I hadn't seen that good of an animation. Uh, of like we, an anime-style animation your, since... Right quick, we're still on your honorable mentions, right? Honorable mentions, okay. right. Um I haven't seen that style or quality of an animation coming out of the United States since Avatar and Legend of Korra. Okay. And it's a much more gritty, um, updated version of what Castlevania is. It's very good with the source material. The The voice acting was phenomenal. And it's one of those things where it's like the, the majority of my list that I made is all things that stood out to me that I watched completely. Okay. That, that you know, there was a lot of things that I wanted to add that started pre-2009 but ended within obviously this 10-year period that were also very significant to me but i didn't feel i should add them because i wanted to choose things that were very um exemplary of what came out and what finished in this year okay or if not finished but continuing on into the next year okay so uh that those are my two honorable men oh the anime one that i wanted to (laughs) mention would be uh demon slayer Okay. Demon, I've heard of it, never seen it. Demon Slayer is a show that actually came out this year. Okay. That uh, is honestly one of the most visually captivating shows that I've seen in a while from an anime. And it also, it's that classic Monster of the Week style, but it gives you a really good progression of what your main character protagonist is. It's not necessarily him trying to find power or him trying to... It's not even like he was a loser or anything like that beforehand. Yeah. It's more about this character, and I, I won't spoil it as much because it's only on one season right now, but I'm hoping they, they've already announced that they're making the movie for it and then continuing on for second season. And the movie isn't like adapting the first season. The movie is continuing exactly where season one left off oh. and then setting up season two. Okay. So uh, it's basically uh, this main protagonist that finds out that his entire family is murdered. <laughs> His entire family gets murdered except for his sister, who then ends up becoming a form of demon. But uh, but unlike all, every other demon that has been established in the world, which you then later find out about, uh, she does not attack humans. So it's about him not only becoming a demon slayer to avenge the death of his family, but also trying to figure out how he can turn his sister back into a human. Damn. And it's a, it's a really good Monster of the Week show with really good heart great animation amazing music i i if if i had more room i would have added that to my top 10 but 
there's other re- other things from the other shows that made me put them in you know in the main list. So moving on to my main list, my main TV list in no particular order, but I'm gonna try to go from you know 2010 to now. Uh, my oldest show I have on there in 2010, Sherlock, a BBC show. Okay. Sherlock only had well not only but it has three seasons. Yeah. But every season only has three episodes. Yeah, because there's, there's like many movies each one. They not even many. They were basically full movies. Every episode, quote unquote, is an hour and a half minimum. Yep. That's minimum of film length already there. But the the thing that made me choose this show for the list was because it not only redefined how I view Sherlock in a modern time. Um, it it was very specific in the way that Sherlock used his abilities. It's not just like oh I noticed. I noticed this about the body, and I can completely extrapolate from my breadth of knowledge. This is why why I I believe that the person is this killer or whatever. the The thing is, the way that he goes about the knowledge, it shows him in a very human way that he doesn't always know the answers. He's just letting on. He he himself in the show describes himself as a high functioning sociopath, because he he understands that he has very flawed social social cues and very flawed um, personality traits that would otherwise make him a very upstanding citizen. But he, he then sacrifices a lot of that stuff in his own mind to then make room for the ability to actually um, sleuth and detect and be the best detective that he possibly could be. It's a very real show, especially when you see the, the connection between him and Watson. Mm-hmm. And how Watson himself, over the course of the show, also grows and matures and tries to move away from doing things with Sherlock yep. because he realizes that it's not necessarily good for his health or even good for his future life that he would want to start at, with a family. Yeah, it's it, it has a lot of for <laughs> it has a lot of heart. It has a lot of real situations that you would see if you had someone near you that's like that you would consider like a brother, but not necessarily familial. Yeah. So uh, that that's the main reason I chose that one. And it's it was directed by Russell T. Davies, and I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. <laughs> so there's that. Moving on to 2011, I chose actually it started in 2011, ended last year. Uh, Game of Thrones. Let me defend it. I have Game of Thrones on there, not because Justice it's for Raz. I know, right? Justice for Raz. I have just yeah, I have uh, Game of Thrones on there from seasons one through six. Okay, that's it. Okay. The other two, or yeah, the other seasons, it's like I, I would rather leave them than take them. But for one through six, the 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 reason I chose it is not necessarily because it's a perfect show or even like the best show or anything that I would say indicative of, of the past 10 years. But it's an important show that got back the national conversation and the it kind of started putting back water cooler talk. Obviously, there's a bunch of shows where people like get together and they they watch it and then they start talking about it with other people within their community. But Game of Thrones was something that, for better or for worse, it united a lot of people and it started a national conversation. Like people were watching it like Lost, people were watching it like Battlestar Galactica, people were watching it like Star Trek back in the day. Like it was it was the popular thing. And and for 
for all of its flaws, it has a lot of great moments. The show drags on in certain points, mm-hmm. and you can tell, like we were talking about a little bit before the podcast, yeah. like the showrunners themselves just said, basically, we're just putting it out. Yeah, like no, they no, the fantasy aspect was out. They was keeping it more grounded as they could. Yeah, exactly. Like, at first, they was like struggling to put the dragons in, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. They're like, whether they should do it or not. And then supposedly the whole thing with the dragons is the reason that the wolves were not as big in the show as they are prevalent in the books and shit. Fuck that show. I know, next. right? I'm sorry. I'm next. Okay, fine. I'm I'll sorry. move on next. Game of Thrones, though, it will always hold a place, at least for me. At least seasons one through six. <laughs> they don't, to me, they don't exist. <laughs> uh, in 2012, I have Key and Peele. Okay. I have Key and Peele because I wanted to also add some comedy in there because it's a, it's a show that throughout the years from even up until now it got canceled what or yeah, yeah it has five seasons i think they ended off amicably yeah they did end amicably but they technically didn't they weren't picked up to make more seasons is the thing but um i added them in there because uh we had a conversation about this not too long ago like what is your your ideal thing or your ideal show that you would think of when it comes to sketch comedy and i'm a huge fan of sketch comedy but i didn't want to put snl because snl's been you know, on since the seventies. It's not indicative of just this year. Yeah, it is everybody or, usually, like go to exactly for me. It, for me, I always go to the Chappelle show. Mm-hmm. But Key and Peele was one of those shows that actually was for me a very good, uh, a very good social comedy. Yeah, because it, it was very aware of what was going on at the times when it came out, and it it had the lightheartedness, but it also had you could tell that uh, Jordan Peele and Keenan Thompson. Or Keegan Thompson, Keegan, <laughs> Keegan Michael Key, <laughs> Keegan Michael Key. <laughs> you can tell that they work off of each other well, not but they had stories they like wanted. <laughs> That's not what I was saying, and you fucking know it. Don't even start. You fucking know it. <laughs> but no, you could tell that they they were they were also telling the stories that they wanted to tell. Yeah, and that's that's something that I I thought was very good and. It was, it's just a fucking funny show, man. Yeah. I don't need to have too many too many options or reasons. It's a fucking funny show. Yeah. Uh, moving on to 2013, starting in 2013, I have Rick and Morty. <laughs> Again, only... a lot of my shows on here have flaws, and I'll I'll, I'll be the first one to admit that. that. It honestly, if you're not into it, you don't gotta be into it. Yeah. It's fine. But Rick and Morty, what it did for me actually, and the reason I have it on the list is because it was. And it is an adult comedy Mm -hmm. that is very it speaks a lot to the modern generation and it speaks a lot to current current forms of thinking. That's the thing, because it's like Simpsons has its 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 formula. Family Guy has its formula. And you could tell that they're products of the thinking of their time. Rick and Morty is a product of the thinking of our current time where so much batshit crazy things are happening. What the hell is the point of all of it? The thing (laughs) is, though, I would say. It may be a waste of our time, mm-hmm. but obviously the writers and directors are well older than I am. Oh, yeah. But somehow they're able to tap into today's society. Exactly. Today, especially today's, um, I'm not going to say youth, mm-hmm. but people between the ages of 20, 18 to 35. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I, I know it may not be the most highbrow. It may not be even the best well-written or anything, but... To me, it's it's a good indicate. Like I said, the main thing of my list that I made is it's an indication of what TV watching in t- between twenty ten and twenty nineteen was like for me. Okay, like it, it encompasses the smaller shows that I would watch around that theme. 
Uh, moving on, I don't have anything for 2014. Oh, Go so figure. We'll, we'll just say we'll black we'll black that out because I uh, when we eventually get the video games. I did block out 2017. Okay, yeah. So for me, I I didn't really have anything standing out in 2014. Uh, I actually have two in 2015: uh, Shit's Creek and Dragon Ball Super. Okay. Shit's Creek, Netflix comedy show, uh, starring Eugene Levy. Was it and on it, Pop TV though? It was on Pop TV. And then I guess Netflix got it or whatever. It it did start out as a pop original. I did see um, a commercial on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Final season on Pop TV. Oh, well then yeah. Well they're airing it concurrently then. Okay. But uh, Schitt's Creek honestly was just one of those breakout shows that I have. I haven't seen comedy like that in a while. It's very sarcastic comedy, which is what I fucking love about it. But uh, moving on from that, Dragon Ball Super uh, got me back into the into the Dragon Ball universe. Okay. Dragon Ball Super, um, I think I wanted to add because it's a good indication of what most of my anime watching was like within these past years. Uh, not because it's kitschy, but more I, I kind of fell back into the shonen genre a little bit. I've been going through through watching a lot of shonen again, <laughs> even though for some reason it's like when I when I define my anime watching habits, uh, it's moved on from many different genres but i haven't gone back to any other genre like shonen and dragon ball super was a big part of that which is why i added uh again you can tell most of this is like personal shit <laughs> but moving on uh from 2016 i have another bbc show in there fleabag that's a good show fleabag is a very good show it won a couple emmys uh not only for the comedy writing but for its actual dramatic writing it's a very good dramatic show and it, I think it's a, a good example of what um, interpersonal relationships between older older adults, or I'm sorry, younger adults and their um, expectations of them in society are like. So it's a, it's a good indication of that. And again, it's a Phoebe fucking Waller, funny show. Steve Waller-Bridge is just like... She, she was amazing in that show. Like, I had never seen her before that, but now seeing her in that makes me want to go back and see other things that she's been in. Star. She's in a current Netflix show right now. I have I've not seen Solo, but she's the voice of the droid in Solo. She is. Yep, Lando's droid. Oh God, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> but I, I she did great in that though. And the funny thing is, is like she she did the voice, but she, um, who was and it? the motion capture. She did the motion capture too, then, right? She was there on set. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, because she the the motion capture was very practical. It's a really a great thing how they actually pulled off that character. Especially with how they were able to do the physical performance because she was actually in the suit. So yeah, so that's that's another good one that I like there. Uh, for twenty, actually, I blacking out twenty seventeen also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for twenty eighteen, uh, another Netflix show, Altered Carbon, okay. was a really great example of what I think uh, modern sci-fi can be. It's a it's a different concept that I hadn't heard of before. I'm sure the concept exists somewhere else because nothing is original at this point. <laughs> but uh, and season two is coming soon. And season two is coming soon, exactly. But if you don't know what it is, Altered Carbon is this sci-fi show basically where at this point in human history, uh, scientists have figured out where consciousness lives in the brain and have managed to make uh, technology that would let you shift your consciousness from body to body. So basically in this alternate universe or whatever you want to call it people treat human bodies like commodities it's more like you're choosing a car like you like you can drive whatever kind of car you want but if you have the money for a good car you're gonna have a better car 
So it's the same kind of thing. It brings up different types of um, social issues and different types of um, caste systems that are very interesting to me. Uh, it, it pits it pits not only the poor against each other, but it also shows that that kind of struggle that internally most people would have of trying to live forever and what society would be like if eternal life is attainable, but not for everybody. You know what I mean? It's 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 a it's a very good social commentary, I would think. It's it's definitely on my list, and um, it's action heavy as hell. <laughs> it's, it's definitely on my list of shows to watch, because um, I know we talked about it before. Um, oh fuck! Uh, God damn it, Falcon! Ah yeah, uh, Anthony Mackie. Yes, he's gonna be the he, new lead. He's gonna be the new lead, and um, they can do that because the show doesn't care about human bodies. Yeah, and it makes sense. So, and plus, um, I think apparently Joe Kinnaman said he was supposed to come back for season two, mm-hmm. but I guess I forgot what two movies he was doing back to back that actually would have took up his um, filming for Ultra Combat. Mm. So he had to drop out, mm-hmm. which makes sense. They was like they jumped their head and just like, all right, he just switched bodies. Yeah, but I have to watch season um, season one to actually know. So. And and it will make sense too. They did, and the reason like. It puts the thing that I think they do well in that show. It puts real weight and real value on keeping your body, because even though yeah you can switch, it's like they show what it's like when when people in that show just constantly switch and how they how they um, process it mentally. But um, it 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 shows a good. Basically, there's a good cost reward system. Okay. Like it show it shows good reasoning to keep your body as long as you can. But if you don't, if you do lose it, it's not technically the end of the world as long as you know what the fuck you're doing. (laughs) But yeah, it's a, it's a good show. It's a, it's a good sci-fi show and it's an interesting concept I hadn't seen before. Uh, For 2019, this will come to no surprise, especially because I agreed with you on it. The Witcher. The Witcher was awesome. I binged it in. Just don't sing the song and we're fine. Yeah, no, the song, the song is already stuck in my head too. Thank you for bringing it up because now it's stuck in my fucking head again. Like I just said, just don't sing it. We're fine. I won't sing it. I won't sing it because I don't want to sing it again. Point is, Witcher was awesome. I don't need to tell you that. <laughs> Witcher was fucking awesome. It, was. it made me re-download the second game so that way I can actually finish it. So that way I can then play the third one. Because <laughs> because of the Witcher, there's more people playing Witcher 3 than they did back in 2014. Yes, there's more people currently playing it right now than did at launch. Which almost never happens for any game, especially an RPG. And on PC at that. And on PC at that, exactly, yeah. And on, I think the only reason why, because when the interviewer asked him, um, consoles or PC, he's like, mm-hmm. PC. <laughs> so we know, we, we everybody know. I've been to, because Henry Cable said he was playing World of Warcraft when he was um, being called to play Superman. <laughs> so he's, you can tell he's a PC gamer. And yeah. he he's legit is, because he did an interview another interview he was talking about the list of PC games that he had um well, like he can't play him well obviously he can't play him as much now mm-hmm. um but he said he's trying to build a PC rig now yeah so I'm like oh this dude is hardcore yeah I like the fact that act and I said this before I like the fact that actors are now showing their geeky side yeah because it shows that it's not necessarily just a niche thing yeah. everybody like in reality everybody has a little bit of geek in them yeah like um everybody has something that they enjoy like Brie to Lar- that level apparently Brie Larson is a hardcore Metroid and Pokemon fan yeah yeah I've heard that so everybody's like talking shit about her as Captain Marvel but when you hear her as she's like Metroid she loves Metroid 
and Pokemon, everybody loves Brie Larson all of a sudden, like, like, shit asses. <laughs> but to, to be fair, though, wouldn't you want to see Brie Larson as Samus Aran? Oh, yeah. That would be awesome if they, if, it's I'm not a, like I'm, it's I'm, ever I'm, gonna happen, but if they ever make a we, Metroid movie? We never, here's the thing, people said that about Detective Pikachu, and, or a Pokemon movie, a live action Pokemon movie, and what happened in 20, um, earlier this year? Highest grossing video game movie ever. <laughs> Everybody's like, holy shit, a video game movie, they actually succeeded. I know. I've been waiting, like, my entire life for video game movies to be good. <laughs> and, and now you can see their, how, what Pokemon can look like in real life. Yeah. And since we're talking about movies, we're going right into our top movies of the decade. <laughs> top movies. All right. All right. So, once again, I do have an honorable mentions list, and this is a long one. Ooh. For 2009, Whip It. Um, Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is a if, that's, that's a good a, one. That's a good um, animated movie to check out. With the voice of George Clooney as Mr. Fox and Angelica Houston, who is always in almost every Anderson um, Wes Anderson movie. Wes Anderson movie by this mm-hmm. point. Um, she's gonna be in another Wes Anderson movie coming soon. Oh, I'm not surprised. Um, Push with Chris Evans that came out in 2009. Star Trek 2011, Looper, 21 Jump Street. And the vow, yes, the vow, the for vow? 2012. All right, here's the thing. I want to hear this. I'm not a big romantic comedy guy or a romance movie guy. What? But the, what the vow did was, and and it also makes you think about it. So the basic premise: um, Channing Tatum and Rachel McAdams, they're married. Mm-hmm. They get into a horrible car accident, and she forgets everything. Um. Like like a year or two before they even met, so yeah. she has a memory of her in college and everything else. She got Drew Barrymore in Fifty First Dates, except worse. <laughs> and I was like, I will be fucking crushed. Yeah, I will be fucking devastated. And I legit was like, I gotta see how this ends. Yeah. And I was like, Holy fuck! I was like, I was like, I was getting like, Oh hell no! You get her back, man. <laughs> you could feel it. I was like, I was, I'm feeling it. I was like, fuck G.I. Joe, China Tatum, stick to this movie. Because <laughs> they fucked you over in G.I. Joe. Rise yeah, they did. Pretty hard. Like That movie fell apart about halfway through. <laughs> I'm not going to get started on that. But Val is on my honorable mentions list. Okay. But it's one of, it's one of my favorite romance movies. You're going to make me fucking cry. Uh, for 2013, Dallas Bias Club. Okay. It's a real good one. See, I can watch legit movies that's not comic book movies. <laughs> um, this is the end. This is the end is a good one. That one is hard to label. It is horror, sci-fi, or it's all of the above. It's surreal, man. It, it's I to me, it's all it's it's not only it's not sci-fi because the the basic short it was just um, Jay Burchell, Burchell, mm-hmm. and Seth Rogen. It was more sci-fi based. Yeah. When you get to this movie, it's now horror based, mm-hmm. but it's biblical horror. Yeah. So I'm like, yes. Um, and the fact that, that Rihanna, this, uh, for, like, after Scott Pilgrim, I mm-hmm. stopped liking Michael Sarah. <laughs> it's like some weird ass reason. I was like, mm-hmm. like for some reason, I just stopped liking Michael Sarah. So when Rihanna slapped this, sh- and that was, they said that was a real slap. <laughs> <laughs> really? They said, bro, he said, he got, he even he said, he got slapped so hard. He got a vertigo. And he felt off balance for like he said he needed to go lay down. He literally <laughs> legit lay down. She said she was sorry. 
<laughs> oh my god! Because they said that we needed a real slap, and she said he she slapped him like right at the point in the ear between the ear and the uh, the lung. Uh, it, 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 it like screwed up his equilibrium. Yeah, <laughs> she got him right in the inner ear. <laughs> and, was, they, and she said everybody's reaction, all the slavers out there, that was legit reaction. Wow, because it was a real slap. That's yeah. that's funny. Um, and it was asking about who who would die the worst way. It was like we had to kill Paul. He's like. We we love Paul Rudd, but we fucking hate Paul Rudd. He said he look he looks younger than all of us mm-hmm. still, and he's in his fifties. <laughs> he's a time he, traveler. He, he's still fit. He's like that's why we made him die the worst way with Aziz Ansari. Oh, <laughs> um, that's, that's why like this is the end. And Pacific Rim, okay, the original in twenty that one gets shitted on. That's twenty thirteen. Yeah, the first one was was good. I haven't seen Rise um um Uprising yet, but. Charlie Hunnam proved that he can do anything outside of Sons of Anarchy at the time when mm-hmm. Sons of Anarchy was still going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Guillermo del Toro wanted to do a big monster movie in comparison to Godzilla and all that shit. Yeah. It's basically what Power Rangers is. What, what became the comic book version of Power mm-hmm. Rangers. What it became, like, people can, you can legit die trying to save the world. Yeah. And to find out that the enemy is from, technically from our own ocean. Yeah. But through a portal, so there's like a, like, still, it's yeah. from our own fucking ocean. Mm-hmm. Like, holy fucking shit. And you see the destruction. It's not just like Los Angeles. And shit. No, the world. Yeah. It's all fucked up. Yep. Um, it, it's very reminiscent of, uh, of those. It, it feels like a very good reminiscent um, Robotech movie, but mixed also with like the classic kaiju stuff. Like, yep. Not necessarily Neon Genesis Evangelion, but uh, in that vein, you know. And it was a, it was a very well done live action version of it. Yep. The second one I don't think captures the same thing as they did with the first one. And they said Charlie Hunt they was trying to get him back, but he was I forgot what movie he was doing. I think no, I think it was the King Arthur movie. Oh, that's not worth it. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> um, for twenty fourteen. John Wick, The Raid 2, X-Men Days of Future Past, The Rogue Cut. Okay, specifically The Rogue Cut. Specifically The Rogue Cut. Um, it gives you everything that was supposed to be in the fucking movie in the first place. Mm-hmm. Anna Paquin was not included in Days of Future Past. Only at the very end of the movie for like two seconds. <laughs> so, I like The Rogue Cut better. And that's where Iceman dies. In the oh. movie. Instead of mm-hmm. earlier, like it's later in the movie, mm-hmm. um, in the theatrical cut, mm-hmm. no, he dies trying to save Rogue. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I feel like, I remember I, I actually was really upset with that Iceman kill in that movie. Everybody was like, oh, they, I was like, they're upgraded Sentinels. Look how the way they're shape-shifting. You could tell at some point Mystique died and they got her blood. Her yeah. DNA. I was like, it's in the fucking movie. Yeah. I was like. People just don't pay attention anymore. Uh, 2016, um, 2016 for honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Captain America. This one's going to be shocking. Captain America Civil War did not make the list. Deadpool did not make the list. Rogue One or Mag, uh, Moonlight and Magnificent Seven did not make the list. Hmm. Even though there was all phenomenal films that came out. All before. honorably mentioned. I'm excited to see what your whole list is like now then. Um, 2017, cha- um, It Chapter One. So you have honorable mentions for every year. Yep. And okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna break. I'm not gonna break them down like we did. Okay. okay. 
Um, <laughs> it Chapter 1, Logan, Baby Driver, Thor Ragnarok, The Big Sick. I know, shocking movies that should be on the list. Yeah. Um, 2018, Black Panther. I know. Um, <laughs> Roma, Deadpool 2, Aquaman, Crazy Rich Asians, and Upgrade. In 2019, It Chapter 2, John Wick 3, and Six Underground. Okay. Those are the honorable mentions. And I know some of them be like, people are going to be like, well, they should be on your fucking... Your, your your top list. Yeah. No. To be fair, I could see those being on top lists of their oh. respective years, yeah. but not of the overall decade. It will be probably on other people's lists. I've no seen those, I've seen a lot of those on a lot of other people's lists. So, mine's 2009 Zombieland. Okay. That That's a good me, one. That in a way got me into looking at horror in a different light. Okay. This is more comedic, um more lighthearted, still people will die and it's still gory, but yeah. it's a zombie movie. You, you mm-hmm. expect to see gore. Um, you don't expect to see Bill Murray get shot in the chest with a shotgun, though. That was funny. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Even the way he died, man, just... <sighs> He's, no, his last words was Garfield. Just like, do you his... have any regrets? I don't know. Garfield, no, maybe? He was like, no. He was like, Garfield. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 2010. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Hell yeah. 2011. Now remember, I picked Star Trek um, for 2011 for the mentions, so they would have been smart for that one. Mm-hmm. Warrior. Directed by Gavin O'Connor with Joe Edgerton, who played Uncle um, Uncle Owen, mm-hmm. and Tom Hardy. Huh. Um, a drama MMA that's movie. A, that's a boxing movie, right? It's an MMA movie. Um... I forgot the fucking actor who plays Crossbones in the MCU. That guy. <laughs> he, um, he's the trainer for Joel Edgerton, but you find out he has a martial arts background and a boxing background. I'm not surprised at all, honestly, to find that out about that guy. Frank Grillo. Ah, there you go. There we go. Um, that's my first movie seeing him in. Um, Joel Edgerton, that was actually my first. Um, definitely no fucking episode three. <laughs> episode Star Wars episode yeah, 3 yeah yeah um, but no, it was just I felt I felt like this movie and also this movie got me emotional especially towards the end because they're both um, Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton playing brothers mm-hmm. a strange brothers and Tom Hardy's a fucking every role he does he's just he gets into that fucking role mm-hmm. and he's a fucking beast yeah especially in this movie and it's like towards the end they finally like, they have to fight one another because they're now the top two fighters mm-hmm and it's like he's like one has to beat the other and it's like and it ends on I think if I remember it ends on a submission mm-hmm. then a knockout ooh so I was like but they they hug they embrace and mm-hmm. they make Nolte play their father they're in the clinch yeah but they it was like something like just something click and you just see them like they finally embrace and it's just like they shouldn't be like I guess something that I have to rewatch it cause that's one of it's the an we- emotional scene that is played out through a lot of physical acting yeah that's great and it's two is. And Nick Nolte is fucking good in this one. Nick Nolte is good in almost yeah. in like practically everything, man. Um, for 2012, this is no surprise. The Avengers. Because okay. wait, the the oh okay, 2012, the original Avengers, the first yeah. one. Okay. Because you would never expect to see anything like this. That was awesome. Movies that led up to. It hadn't been done in the way and scale that it had been achieved with that first Avengers yeah. movie. Um, 2013, mm-hmm. Man of Steel. That's a good one. Um, for like, you know, for as much flack as people give Brian Singer, that's a, that's, that's still like a good a, movie. That was. Uh, oh no, not Brian Singer. Crap, 
Zack Snyder. Thank you, Zack Snyder. <laughs> Not Brian Singer. Zack Snyder. That's totally my bad. <laughs> Watchmen was going to be on the 2011 list. Oh, okay. It was, but it did not make either list. You know, I had not seen Watchmen until three weeks ago. Because of the TV show? No, just in general. Like, I haven't even seen the TV show yet. Just, I've never seen Watchmen up until like three three weeks ago. And holy crap, how have I not seen Watchmen until three weeks ago? (laughs) Um, 2014, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Okay. Because that's where you start noticing... Marvel is now it's a superhero film but it has a tag to it like Winter Soldier was an espionage movie yeah well you, you mean technically, oh Winter Soldier yeah yeah Captain America the Winter Soldier was technically it started off with their like it's movie. basically a spy movie yeah yeah and then after that um, that in that same year Ant-Man was a heist film yeah so each MCU film after that had like had something extra to it yeah it, it they were able to start defining not only characters and genres, but styles. Yep. Which is honestly awesome. <laughs> um, 2015, The Man from Uncle. That's a good one. Henry, Cab- no, th- Henry Cable is again on the list, mm-hmm. but he's an American, and this is based off the 1960s and 70s TV show from The Man Called Uncle. That also had Michael Fassbender in it, right? No, Michael Fassbender. That would make him old as fuck by this point. No, um, Alicia Vikander, his wife, is in from the man from uncle in this movie. Oh, it's, um, Guy Ritchie's Guy Ritchie directed, um, army hammer, Alicia Vikander and Henry Cable. That's who I'm mixing up. Army hammer. Um, <laughs> and Hugh Grant. Really? Yep. And this is the only Hugh Grant movie I actually like. <laughs> is he terribly sorry? <laughs> <laughs> he's, 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 you see, he, he had to recover of that that terrible incident here in Los Angeles way back in the day. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> a 2016 film, Star Trek Beyond. It's a good one. Um two reasons. It actually felt like a Star Trek movie and RIP Anton Yelchin. Yep. Yep. Um 2017, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. It took them fucking decades to finally get a Wonder Woman movie out. And it when it did, it was awesome. Yes. <laughs> And 2018 to 29 time. 29 time. It is no surprise. It was going to forever be there. Infinity War for 2018, Endgame for this year. Well, 2019. Mm-hmm. For 29, for last year, Desmond. You got to start getting used I, to it. I know I got to get used to it. How, how often do you think you're going to still write 2019 on actual documents for into this year? <laughs> uh, maybe I'll fuck up once and that's it. Yeah, I think it takes like one or two times and then you start remembering. Um, Infinity War, it's the first time we see in the MCU film the heroes lose. Mm-hmm. In game, you had to close out some characters' story arcs and start story arcs so we get these MCU TV shows that will be coming out later this year and mm-hmm. in the next year. Yeah, it was a great culmination of what ended up being a 10-year cinematic universe that nobody had seen before at that scale yeah it's that's that's a really good one yeah and those are my top movies nice that is a good top movie list you know and and surprising ones i know some people will be like no you need to take some of those honorable mentions and put them in your list (laughs) no you know which one uh, as i was doing research for my list right um that i noticed a lot of people had as their number one out of a hundred 
a lot of people had Mad Max Fury Road as their number one out of 100. It's a good movie, but I, I did not put it on my honorable mentions or my... Um, cause yeah, me neither. I'm, I want to say I was... Thunderdome came out, I want to say, not 83. It had to come out, like, late 80s. Like, it was right before Mel Gibson did Lethal Weapon 1. Yeah. I did not like... Back when people liked Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. Now we just tolerate him. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I legit I don't like Mad Max and even if it did have Charlie Theron and Tom Hardy mm-hmm. it still just did that dystopian type of setting of movie that just did not interest me yeah I felt kind of the same way like I get why people liked it it's just I didn't like it that much but I would like to see George I know there's a Borderlands movie in development that would be interesting to see a Borderlands movie made in that kind of style I want George Miller to take it over hmm because if you really look at Fury Road, it reminds you, despite, like, there is water in Borderlands. They don't have to fight for water, like in Mad Max. Yeah. They were more only fighting for treasure. Mm-hmm. I can see George Miller making the Borderlands movie. That'd be cool. Yeah, he could adapt it. It's just the only thing is, like, how would he do, how would he have the main characters together, though? Hmm. Because if you're playing the game with, four, with three other people... Mm-hmm. Then they can cross talk with one another mm-hmm. and like reference that they are in a group together. Mm-hmm. But if you play it on your own, it's like you're traveling by yourself. Honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind not. I wouldn't mind having a protagonist that is not introduced in the actual Borderlands series, but then have the four people that would be your main characters, right? They would be like part of uh, whatever group that you would be learning from. Because let's say, let's say it would be. A unknown protagonist arriving in Pandora, also for the treasure, and then the the characters that we know from the game would be the people showing that pr- protagonist the ropes, theoretically. Nah. Let's nah. go to your list. Let's go to your list. Nah. Let's go to my list. Let's not change the format. <laughs> All right, moving on to my list then. For my list in 2010, I have Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Hey, look at that. Okay. It's the first time I ever got introduced to Brie Larson, and it's the same. I will never not forget Clash of Demon Head. <laughs> uh, and actually, Chris Evans. Chris Evans also starting out. That was what right? That was right after Fantastic Four. Right after Fantastic Four, a year before Captain America. Yes, yes. So we get to see him in his post, like just before he becomes really jacked for that. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, for 2012 I don't have anything for 2011 <laughs> for 2012 I actually have um, Les Mis Les Miserables because I actually really like uh, uh, musicals and I like a lot of um, theater plays and stuff like that oh. Les Mis honestly is one of those that I didn't think I'd get to see on on screen done in the way that they had done it and I really respect the way that they had actually filmed it where all the actors actually had earpieces um, during their performances in the real performances so that way they would be singing along directly to the tracks of the music and then redubbed over or not redubbed over but the music added in later to the actual soundtrack of the movie but all the audio that they picked up off of that they tried their best to pick up all the audio and all the cues and all the dialogue um, the same way they would f- pick it up on a Broadway play which actually played well into the performance with it. And then obviously, you know, we see extreme accolades going to, um, to, um, oh my God, why am I blanking her name? Anne Hathaway for her, for her portrayal and her performance in that. And you can, 
hear the trill of the voice. You can you can feel the actual strain of the the notes on the on the actor's um, vocal cords. And honestly, just the way that they had filmed it, I, I very much respect it. And it's um, honestly one of the one of the best musical things that I've seen this year. So that's why I wanted to add that movie to my okay. list. So for my movie list, uh, slightly differing from my TV list, I tried to choose different genres that were exemplary of, of their genre within the past decade. Okay. So not not so much like more personal, but, but things that I found very enjoyable that also were exemplary of what the decade offered. Uh, moving on, from 2013, I actually have The Wind Rises. Which is a um, is an anime film okay. made by the same by Studio Ghibli by the same um, uh, okay. yeah the same Miyazaki. people that who, yeah, Miyazaki who, who works exactly. with Miyazaki okay. exactly so the the same people that ended up making um, the Princess of Mononoke and uh, what is it uh, Ponyo and you know a bunch of stuff a bunch of famous stuff um, this movie was actually based off of the it it was based off of the person who designed the Japanese Zero fighter plane. And it's a very dramatic movie. It's it, even though it's anime, it's not fantastical in any way. It's very grounded, and it's um, basically it's a character study of what um, a person who wants to achieve an engineering dream really was like, without having the intention of war. Okay. It's a it's a very beautiful film that has a lot of uh, poetic tones in it, and I wanted to add that one on here not only because of the the artistic direction that it has, but overall the very human real story. There's no it's not sci-fi. It's not. It's not. It's not anything that you're used to seeing in anime, other than just real portrayal of um, of a human life. Okay. Uh, moving on, 2014. I have two entries. <laughs> moving on from the very nice and fancy, I also have John Wick on 2014. All right. Because it, to me, exemplified a great shift in how action movies are developing and how action movies are are being treated by different directors obviously not every director shoots an action movie the way that they did for for john wick but for john wick it was um chad Sahasky and oh fuck i forgot his name he directed deadpool 2 yes it was two directors for Dep oh, for john wick one yes thank you for for that i didn't remember exactly the directors but the way that they approach the fight scenes is very refreshing you actually get to see what's happening on screen mm -hmm. that's the thing yep. it's not jump cuts everywhere like it's actually guerrilla style fighting and um when I've been watching a lot of videos with, um, like I mentioned before, Quarter Digital, when they talk about stuntmen, they, they show them a bunch of videos and, and have them talk about their expertise of what it's like to fight, uh, like fight and film, those kind of things. And one of the points that they had mentioned, which I actually really um, enjoyed about John Wick, is they, they focus a lot on the ground game. They focus a lot on, because uh, a lot of American cinema, if you notice, when characters get knocked down, they don't stay on the ground. The whole point is get the hell back up and keep going while you're standing up. Mm -hmm. But in like in more practical, realistic fighting, people fight on the ground. Mm -hmm. People fight in whatever way is possible. And they did a really good job of keeping the action on the ground, following the actors and not making it look boring with just two guys on top of each other trying to vie for like a more dominant stance. You get to see that kind of stuff in John Wick and it's done very practically. Yep. So I, I appreciated that. So I put that one on there. Uh, also, plus, in, that was the fact that mm -hmm. Keanu Reeves was a martial, is a martial artist. Exactly, exactly. And plus, we're going through like a Keanu Reeves renaissance or whatever people say. I don't care. Point is, I like Keanu Reeves. The movie was awesome. Great action film. Uh, also in 2014, I have Nightcrawler. 
a very uh, another good character study of what it's like to see somebody um, have an inkling of like a dark tendency and then basically take that and fucking run with it. Like, like I, I'm not sure if you've seen the movie or not, but it's a very clips. Yeah. So basically, the bit the premise of it is it's this guy that realizes well, I, I that he. The premise, but, oh yeah. So. For, but the, those who have seen for it. those who haven't seen it, it's this guy played by Jake Gyllenhaal very well played by Jake Gyllenhaal that uh, basically starts filming accidents and starts filming, uh, you know, tragedies for the news. So that way he can sell clips to the news. And uh, eventually you start seeing how being exposed to certain realistic dark horrors um, leads him to not only be comfortable with it, but start seeking it out to a point to where it's almost psychotic and how, how something that almost seems innocent at first very quickly turns and sours a character. This is not about a good person in any way, but it's, it's very interesting to watch how his character develops and just continues down. So that I have in 2014. I do not have anything in, actually I have one more in 2014, uh, interstellar, which to me was an amazing film, not for the storytelling, but for the visuals and what they were able to achieve in the graphics. And I think it was also an important film to mention because Interstellar did something that with them researching or Christopher Nolan specifically wanting to put as best a a representation of what black holes and what space reacts around black holes is like. um, they, They created a simulation. Did you see the movie? Uh, I have no inklings to watch Interstellar at this moment. Even okay. though it has been out since 2014, I have no like inklings to watch. Well, you've probably at least seen the image of the black hole that they have in the movie. That I have seen. So that is the most accurately scientifically um, modeled black hole that we have. And the reason we have that is because of that movie. Christopher Nolan wanted such a realistic view that basically... Um, he he had a program written and there was obviously not him but tons of smart scientists and engineers with all the current data that we have in uh from space that would be able to create a model basically they didn't know that that's how the black hole model was going to look like until they created it you know what we have a special guest Neil deGrasse Tyson no no Neil deGrasse Tyson God, well, I wish. <laughs> dude I would be freaking out I would really be freaking out did you see that thing where... Um, here's the thing, though. In order for me to actually that would be legit, <laughs> I would have the New Year list to be like, let's see if this is actually true. Here's Neil deGrasse Tyson. No, dude. Like, honestly, if I, I would be freaking out if Neil deGrasse Tyson was walking in right now. I'd be like, oh my God, I've read so many of your books. Like, I'd be fangirling the hell out of Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> but the point is, that movie, they needed to create technology to actually simulate a black hole. And yeah. NASA literally uses that simulation now because of the fact that, well, not because of the fact that the movie exists, but it helped push it into a level where they needed to create it. And it actually helped um, scientists actually view what black holes look like. So it, to me, it's a very important film that came out within this past decade. I'm trying to not stay too long-winded. <laughs> um, in 2016, because I don't have 2015, uh, I actually have Rogue One, a Star Wars story, because to me, it was honestly one of the best Star Wars movies that came out um, within the time frame. And it it showed a different... A- it started showing audiences what Star Wars could be beyond the main franchises and what, what, they could, what kind of stories they could tell 
not necessarily constrained to the trilogy format. Okay. So I don't really think I have to say much more there. <laughs> For 2016, also, I have Fences. It was actually a stage play that was adapted to uh, to movies. Both were directed by, um, acted by, and directed mm-hmm. Denzel Washington. By Denzel and Washington and Viola Davis. Davis. And that, those were very powerful performance. Yeah. Um, uh, on, and on, I think she was fucking robbed at the Oscars. Yeah, right? I think she deserved just as much from that. From, she was she was definitely robbed. Yeah, for sure. But the the Fun movie fun. the movie honestly is a is a great portrayal of you know of what life was like back then, and uh, Denzel Washington obviously plays it am- amazingly well. The struggle of that of that person trying to manage his family, you know, basically manage his family as best as he possibly could. Uh, in twenty seventeen. Which is actually my last one because I don't really have anything else in 2018 or 19. Okay. But for my last one in 2017, I actually have Logan. Uh, it's in your honorable mention. Yep. I don't know if anybody's out there that doesn't know what Logan is. But if you don't know what Logan you is. You don't know what fuck Logan is, man. What the you're fuck? on the wrong podcast if you don't know what Logan is, honestly. Or any podcast at that, for that <laughs> matter. Because I know Logan's on everybody's list. Yeah. And, and it's over more MCU films because... I would actually I would say if it wasn't for Logan I don't think the MCU would have started doing um you take your heroes and you put them in a like Logan's a western yeah so if you hear my stomach growling I'm sorry I'm hungry <laughs> um if you we technically if, if it wasn't for Logan we wouldn't have Captain America as an espionage film yeah um it's like they're they're mixing. Um, they're they're actually merging um, things. They're mixing uh, genres beyond just superhero. And 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 Logan fit fit for that. The only reason why I wouldn't put Logan on my list, the emotional thing. Mm-hmm. As much as I hate my father, mm-hmm. hearing someone cry for their father, mm-hmm. it hit me. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That's like one of the few films this year that actually got me to like, or this year, this this decade. <laughs> That um that got me to actually kind of cry in the theater. Like and, I I really was kind of crying at the end of that. And I, and also the fist pumping moment, him berserker rage. Yeah. That's and then couple that he showed a behind um Hugh Jackman shows a behind the scenes video, with him doing the ADR. For oh my god, that was so intense that video. I was like, you are, I don't care if you do late Miserable, mm-hmm. the greatest showman, anything. Mm-hmm. That clip. Of you doing your ADR is the reason why Bradley Cooper puts so much and so much work into Rocket. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's him basically going as intense as he does in the movie, and even acting out the actions and everything. He gets so viscerally into it, you would think that he really is attacking somebody, yeah. other than the fact that he's just on in yeah. front of the mic. Yeah, and if you don't realize how much he is as Wolverine. Play, as shitty as X-Men Origins was play X-Men Origins Wolverine the game dude that bring, game was he, sick he still brings that same intensity but in the fucking video game yeah so Hugh Jackman as much as Hugh Jackman and Steve Bloom the voice of who voices who's been voicing Wolverine for a long ass time yeah they're my top two yeah but guess who voiced Wolverine and we're gonna go into video games since we're now on the subject of video games guess who voiced Wolverine and you you never expected who Mark Hamill. Really? Mark Hamill voiced Wolverine in an X-Men game. Really? Yep. 
I mean, I'm not surprised, but I'm more surprised that I haven't heard of that yet. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, you just did he do a good like, job? <laughs> my brother said he he sounds like you think he sound, you think it's Steve Bloom, but you have to really like you have to really hear it, and mm-hmm. it's Mark Hamill's dictation, not the way how he talks. Oh, okay. but he's talking like he's Wolverine. Okay, so that's how you know it's Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. and especially when he says. I'm the best at what I do, and what I do is not. You, you hear it, you hear Mark mm-hmm. Hamill. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Well, you hear the cadence. Yeah, you hear it in his, his cadence. I'm like, well, fuck. Mark Hamill was Wolverine. Damn. For one, just for one thing. And then it became like almost everything is Steve Blum. Okay. Damn, that's crazy. I did not know that. Shoot. Yeah. That's really cool. All right, so for video games, it's going to be quick because we're. Com- we did say comic books was going to be in it, but that's going to be in part two. Part two. We're going to have to split this into a part two. <laughs> yeah, because we already at two hours and we're at two hours and seven minutes, which is we're- the second longest episode. When we get through our video game list, though, mm-hmm. it'll be the second longest week. Um, on Nerds Against the World, we almost cracked three, hundred- three hours. Wow. And we have to definitely make that a two part because the second episode was 245. Oh, okay. Of a two part of a two parter. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next, um, so we're gonna go into video games, but the next episode, it's gonna be comic books and music and music, and The Witcher review. It's also gonna be that's gonna be think think of this as Witcher the, review slash spoiler. By the way, think <laughs> of this as the giant size issue of X Men or the giant size issue of any comic book. There you go. This is our trade because we're at episode eleven and normally episode eleven and twelve issues eleven. Um, Ah, issues 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that was so hard to say 11 and fucking 12. <laughs> Normally in comic books, issue 11 and 12 are the giant size comics. Mm-hmm. And then 13 on down. Yeah. It goes back to being normal. And then 1920, or normally, you no, know, 20, always the higher, the big, the end numbers or the mid numbers are the like the bigger size issues. Mm-hmm. Issue 20 is the big one. 25 for someone is a big one. Mm-hmm. So for us, we hit. This is episode 11 we're talking on right now. We made it to 11 episodes. Damn. And issue 12 is going to be even bigger because we're going to finally talk about fucking Star Wars. We're going to finally talk about The Mandalorian, The Witcher, and Death. Full talks and spoilers. (laughs) And we're going to go through comic books and music. Because, I mean, like, you need to hear what we listen to. We want to, and if you listen to this episode, let us know what you listen to. Be very interested to find out. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a metal punk, metal emo punk. There we go, metal emo punk. I like to explore new things. All right, on to video games. On my, to video games. My honorable mentions: Ghostbusters, the video game, and Modern Warfare Two for 2009. Okay. My that was my first first person shooter game. Nice. Um, and I'll never, that's a good one. <laughs> and I'll never play another Call of Duty game ever again. You don't have to. Um, 2011, Dragon Age 2. Not Origins? Oh, wait, no, Origins came out in 07, I think, right? 09. 09. Oh. But this is my own original list. Oh. Oh. L.A. Okay. Noir, 20, uh, 2011 as well. That's a good one. Borderlands 2, 2012. Mass Effect Andromeda for 2017. Mm-hmm. And Red Dead Redemption 2 for 2018. Good list. So for the main list, mm-hmm. Dragon Age Origins for 2009. Ah, there it is. 
Uh, I knew there was going to be at least one Dragon Age games. At least. Let's wait. Elder Scrolls... Uh, oh, Mass Effect 2 for 2010. Okay. Um, Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim for 2011. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect 3, 2012. Oh, there they are. Grand Theft Auto Online for 2013. Online specifically? Online specifically. Because I, I passed the main game. Finally. But online, I like it. That's what I can consistent. Everything that's you return list, for online. I, I I always return, but these this list here is games I return to specifically. Mm-hmm. The honorable mentions is games that I dread going back to. Ah. So for this one here, or for like the movies and TV, I will watch those all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. But for video games, the honorable mention lists are the ones I dread going back to because there's something specific in those games that just fucking hate mm. but if i'm playing the trilogy i have to get through those games oh, okay um but this main list is games that i love replaying over and over again nice um 2014 dragon age inquisition which i'm currently still play, playing playing right now <laughs> yeah um lego batman 3 Ooh, that's a good one was my it's my sixth platinum trophy oh nice and no, and then, no, it's not a fucking. For anyone who says it's an easy platinum, no, the fuck it's not. <laughs> it is not. Because you. Why is it not? One, you will need co-op, so which means you have to have a second online or offline to play with you. Uh huh. Um, some of the flying mission for some of the characters, the fucking flying mechanics mm-hmm. for Lego Batman Two, the flying mechanics was awesome. Uh huh. But for some fucking reason, between two and three, Lego and Warner Bros was like, you know what? Let's just fuck it up flying that superman was horrible he's like flying what flying and i was like using the bat plane sucks so i was like most of the trophies you have to like do the flying more flying uh, missions and i'm like mm-hmm. and then there was a portion in lego batman 3 that was strictly straight out of resil gun that <laughs> game that came out when really PS4 came out Res- i was like there is a level dude that's like a launch title ps4 like but that Lego Batman 3, this is 2015 for Lego Batman 3. But it was still a fun level. Okay. And it's even more fun when you're controlling, instead of the Batplane, which is more like Rosal Gun, if you're controlling Superman or Green Lantern and they, you obviously they shoot, mm-hmm. it's fucking fun. That sounds cool, though. That does sound pretty cool. Um, and, plus, and, this, and I like how they do the mechanics. So for Superman, he's obviously doing the beams. Mm-hmm. But for Green Lantern, you, you see the little Lego going like this with mm-hmm. his hand. He like he sh- literally sh- sometimes he'll oh that's cool even though he's he's flying he'll sometimes he'll stop just to mm-hmm. and sometimes he'll just pew, pew, pew. like you see the recoil in yeah the arm. <laughs> so I was like what the fuck because that's, cool. that's what we said I want to see a Lego Ghostbuster game that would be awesome look I got the Lego um mini kit yeah that means they that means they can use the the Ghostbuster property yeah and I was like do it but here's the thing though Sony owns the property oh. Uh. Oh though, yeah, that makes even sense. Even though they, um, Sony, making a PS4 w- exclusive. Come on. Even though Sony <laughs> let um, Lego and Warner Brothers use them for um, Lego Dimensions. Yeah. That was just like just for a little bit. Yeah. But Sony still owns it, so like hopefully one day. Um, <laughs> for 2016, Watch Dogs Two. I've talked about Watch Dogs like Dragon Age and Mass Effect at mm-hmm. ad nauseum. It is what reinvigorated me in my art career. Mm-hmm. Um. It's visually stunning. It's also a social t- social commentary game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that is directly talking about um, in terms of surveillance that we're still talking about 
privacy issues in terms of social media on your phone, on your laptops. Um, it's you still, hear that FBI controller? <laughs> it is still something that's talked about to this day. And I just, it is visually, it's one is visually pleasing. I even have all of the pins. I have um, a limited edition poster that I was given to from by Ubisoft. I have the mask. I have, you're all in. I have the robot from, I have my, the son <laughs> junior for death sec. Um, <laughs> this is one of them. All in. I'm all in. <laughs> but I'm not all in on Watch Dogs Legion, though. I, I need to see more of that. Ah. For 2017, is blacked out. Now, if you notice, Andromeda is the only 2017 game that's mentioned. Because mm-hmm. that year, I did not purchase any new games that whole year besides Andromeda. And I told a friend this, and I'm going to repeat it here. That was the year I changed the way I look at video games and its fandom and the community in itself. Oh, okay. Because of Andromeda, I it that was the that was the reason why I ended Nerds Against the World. Andromeda? Because of Andromeda and the fandom behind it. Oh, okay. The very toxic fandom. It, it became it. It, that's where I really like I, where toxicity started more creeping up around that time. Mm-hmm. And being in the in a way in the middle of it, mm-hmm. almost like in the middle of it, it really soured my taste on video games. Mm. I was legit. I legit wanted to sell my Xbox and my PlayStation. I remember that because <laughs> it was like I really did not want to like be associated with gaming anymore. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We get um, like homophobic or racial slurs, but this one right here was like it was something different. Yeah, and. I didn't want to defend the game because there is good qualities about Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also glowing emissions. Like I blame EA. Uh-huh. You released the unfinished game, but I also blame Bioware for making a subpar game mm-hmm. where the story is in between. It's, it's not, not up it's to not... the standards they had set for themselves with their other titles. Yep. Like this is 2017, which is literally three years after Inquisition mm-hmm. how you can go from and then think about it, from Inquisition to Andromeda mm-hmm. people who all start leaving Bioware mm-hmm. that means everyone that ever worked at Bioware that worked on both Dragon Age and uh, Mass Effect is no longer there mm-hmm. besides Casey Hudson who just came back mm-hmm. he came back not too long ago yeah but that does not like it's really... not a team make yeah and these games are um, is a community base, which means everyone worked together to make these games, mm-hmm. and you don't have that there anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I would say the only game that I bought in 2017 it didn't make the list because it doesn't technically doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, that's a re- that's a remaster. I, a remaster. I specifically and, didn't put anything that was a remaster, and I did not add that on there because I played that more than I played. I played that more than I played Andromeda. And I I finished Andromeda. There is, I will say, here's the good things about Andromeda. It's not, it's not on the 2017 list. Mm-hmm. The romance options, they give you two options for all the romances. Mm-hmm. You have the one where it's strictly full-on nudity and you see them fucking. Okay. But then you have the ones where I thought it was a good, nice, soft touch with Bioware never done before. Mm-hmm. Well, except for Inquisition, when you romance another character named Josephine, mm-hmm. especially when you're ready to play it, right? She doesn't get a sex scene. You just get, it's like a nice, like 
a romance. Mm-hmm. You just see them kissing. That's it. Mm-hmm. And they just hug. They talk, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Very wholesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They carry that over into um, Andromeda, where you have two options. You have the hardcore fucking, mm-hmm. where I pr- I feel bad for the actors who have to voice it. Yeah, I and bet. they they all said it's uncomfortable. I bet, yeah. And they said it doesn't matter if you do if they do say you want just the the vocal on the the, the director in the booth, mm-hmm. and it's you, it's still uncomfortable. Yeah, I would bet. Yeah, <laughs> like and then plus they have to have actors, and there's not and I'm coming to find out it's not the actors who. Mo, who are voicing it or mocapping it? It's someone else mocapping. This actually, I I would not be surprised. Honestly, I highly doubt they would get the same actors and voice actors to do the mocap for that. They're like, the last thing I want to hear is a Turian fucking a human. <laughs> which you can. Uh, which and that you, image is now in my head. <laughs> which you can do now. Well, you always can do that if you if you yeah. have your Shepherd um, Femshep romance, um, Garrus. Yeah. But here it's a female Torian and male writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, or writer no, is the character's Scott name, Ryder. not a command. Scott Ryder. <laughs> and here's the thing, that, and I like what they did there. Instead of saying fem writer or male writer, both writers have their, Sarah and Scott have their own first names. Yeah. So. You basically choose which twin to be. Yeah. <laughs> Like and I'm gonna do this for Mass Effect um one two and three John and Jane Sh- um Shepherd, yeah there you go I'm getting tired of saying male Shep fem Shep it's J- yeah. just John and Jane, but um you can choose how Not the way Jack and Diane sorry you can <laughs> choose how the way they approach their romances yeah and I was like that is cool mm-hmm. and they do get to a point where they realize the game um this is one mechanic I noticed Bioware is doing. They will notice character pe- people who are romancing two characters at the same time. Mm-hmm. One of the other two characters is going to make a note of that. Yeah. And they're going to tell you, you have to choose. Or the romance of either one is gone. Yeah. That's kind of cool on Bioware's half where it's just like, hey, 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 hey. Like, if you want to see multiple, you got to play this game multiple times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, We're not going to make a game for a while, so you better explore this a lot. <laughs> but even though I was able to detail explain about Andromeda, it won't make the list. 2017 is blacked out. I legit did not play anything else for the rest of that year. Mm-hmm. I was dead to gaming. But what brought me back into gaming in 2018, Spider-Man. Spider-Man is a good one. Spider-Man PS4 is really good. Very well fucking acted. Insomniac, I trust Insomniac. They they put as much love as they did into Spider-Man as like they did to Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. And to their Resistance games. Mm-hmm. So they prove they are a proven fucking track work. They can get shit done. Yeah. And Spider-Man is no exception. It's, if anything, the bar at this point. Yeah. And then the fucking web swinging is the fucking best. Nice. Very reminiscent of the PS2 game. Yes. <laughs> but better. But better. Yeah. Definitely better. Nice. And obviously, everybody knows what was 2019 going to be. What? What? The Outer Worlds. There they are. <laughs> it's, it is legit the... It is what what we want from a Firefly sequel. Yeah, it is essentially Firefly in a video game form, but with it's like I said it before, Firefly meets Mass Effect, combined into one in the same stylings as Fallout, which I never completed a Fallout game ever. Mm-hmm. But 
I have obviously Skyrim's on the list, so it's there is some connect to it. Yeah, you have some Bethesda love in there, but this is Obsidian. Yeah, well, Not Obsidian Bethesda. worked on on New Vegas. Yes, but this is a smaller team working on it, and they announced a DLC. Not new they game. Did? Yes, not new game plus, which I really wanted. Mm-hmm. But they announced um, some part from when they say early 2020. That means anytime between now and January to about May. A- yeah, May, April, I would say. Um, there will be DLC coming out for Outer for Outer Worlds. So That's like, awesome. Yes. That's sick. So we get to continue on the story with our um, with our characters. Nice. And it has a very awesome character creation system. Yeah. It's just like, I was overwhelmed. I was just like, oh, okay, I'm going to be here for an hour and a half. But the thing is, though, <laughs> um, uh, a friend of mine, she made uh, a male character. She thought she was making it to look like a specific person. I was like, yo, Nia, who was supposed to be on this episode. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, Nia. She's like, what? Your character looks exactly like mine. She's like, no, no. And I posted the picture. She's like, fuck. <laughs> and I was like, you're already well into the game, too, so I was like, I know fully you don't want to restart it. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. So I was like, but she did. But the only swipe twitch though, she put scarring on her character. Mine just didn't have no scarring. Because uh, okay. I'm like, I figure I'm like, he's waking up from mm-hmm. cryo. I'm like, why would he have any scars? Well, I mean, if you go into it with the professions and stuff, it might be from one of the professions. True. And I figure I I I, I, ro- I like. I mean, come on. This is like D and D. Yeah. I like role playing my characters. Yeah, I do too. So we gotta play some fucking D and D. I know, <laughs> I know, but um, some shit went down at the end of 2019, going into 2020. I know 2020 D and D for the love of God. We gotta play some D. It says two to six players. So we can obviously play it just for ourselves. Anybody got a D uh, a DM? Hit up Desi. But here's the thing, though. <laughs> we it says two to four players, so we can play it ourselves. Yeah, we can. We we really don't need other people. We don't. We can learn how to DM ourselves. Do you want to? I'm down. <laughs> um, but um, yes, the Outer so, Worlds is the top. It is. It's Spider Man started bringing me back into gaming. Outer mm-hmm. Worlds definitely brought me back because of Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. I'm now like playing games that I don't fucking normally play on mm-hmm. on the Switch though. Ah, okay, but still, the but, Switch honestly, it's not the same as their old Nintendo consoles. I would say it's starting to get more into the competitive like. It's finally starting to get closer to the to like Xbox and yeah. and Sony, but it's not quite fully there yet with the capability of the hardware. But the fact that it's so versatile, it's definitely a a contender at this point. I see because of Outer Worlds, I'm playing Link to the Past. Link to the Past is a Link to the Past is really good. Yeah, um, I'm also playing um, Star Wars: Fallen Order. You know my thoughts on Fallen Order. Yeah, I fucking love it. My thoughts, uh, my thoughts is coming real soon on the Fallen Order. (laughs) Real soon. (laughs) Um, I'm playing um, Witcher Three. Nice. Not because of the TV show, but because of Outer Worlds. Oh, you want another RPG in your life? Another RPG, but also I rage quit Witcher Three and I need to finish it. (laughs) So you can get the story and (laughs) shit. It's like it's not because of the show, but it's because I want to know the story before the show. <laughs> no, it's more for like I need to complete what I finished, what, what I started. I got you. It's, got it's you. a new era, twenty twenty. Start what you finish. Start what you finish. No, finish what you started. Speaking right. of which, may I finish my list? Finish your list. All right. So for games, I'm just gonna kind of run through it a little bit. Uh, in twenty ten, I have Mass Effect two, 
for an amazing RPG. I don't have to really keep going on that one. Also in 2010, Heavy Rain came out in 2010. Do you remember Heavy Rain? I remember Heavy Rain. Fuck Heavy Rain. <laughs> but I did get the good ending, though. You got the good ending? I, the good I ending. tried so hard to get the good ending. <laughs> on the first try. On the, oh, and nice. When I, when I realized I got, my brother's like, you got the good ending on your first try. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I'm never playing this again. He's like, Dude, what about the platinum? Yeah. I was like, I gave him the double middle finger. Like, nope. The platinum. Yep. <laughs> uh, for 2011, I have Skyrim also. Okay. And also Portal 2. One of my favorite puzzle games and the first game that I ever dedicated to try to actually speedrun it. <laughs> the reason why Portal 2 never made any of their list, it pissed me off. Yeah? <laughs> it pissed me off. <laughs> I didn't like puzzle games. Until then, I, just I like... think the fastest I finished Portal 2 was uh, like 58 minutes or a little bit less. Wow. I speed ran the game in a li- just under an hour. Okay. But here's the thing. You have to play it over and over again to actually understand all the intricacies of each level. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I think that was me speedrunning it after my fourth attempt. See, that's like me with Inquisition. Inquisition clocks in at almost close to 130 hours. That's, that's Almost. A, that's a lot. <laughs> yes, including the DLC. Yeah, yeah. My last playthrough, I clocked in at 96 hours. Damn. That's shaving. Yeah. That's and, I, good... and I, that's me going through it. Yeah, yeah. You cut ten hours off like that. That's legitimately you cutting time out. And that's only because and for speed that goes for speed. If you're a speed runner, you if you know the game so well, mm-hmm. you know how to level fast or mm-hmm. get through the game as quickly as possible because you know how to hit everything without having. Yeah, to you're already aware of what you need to achieve to be able to get to the end goal by as quick a means as possible. Yeah, and the only reason why it'll stop you from getting to a goal that you want, bathroom. Bathroom, enemies, power outage. Or food. (laughs) Or food. (laughs) Uh, Moving on, in 2013, I also have two entries. Uh, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. The reason I put that one specifically is because that that game honestly gave me back the platforming that I really enjoyed. We've already talked about this a little bit. I really enjoy platforming. Oh, and you want to hear a little inside knowledge on Black Flag? What's up? The voice of the main character is the actor who plays Constantine. Really? Yes. Oh, damn. That's cool. Assassin's Creed Black Flag was also the first game in forever that I decided to 100% and get full plat. So I got full plat on, on Assassin's Creed 4. <laughs> I'm at 99% on Assassin's Creed 2. <laughs> and you yeah. know what? I need to get to platinum it. What? All the fucking feathers. Oh, dude. I remember how long I spent on those feathers. Fuck you find them under bridges and all that crap. Like. <laughs> Uh, also in 2013, Warframe. I don't know if you've heard of Warframe or not. I've I've heard Warframe. I've played Warframe. Mm-hmm. I've uh, what the kids say, grind. <laughs> Never mind. You're aware of Warframe then. You're very aware of Warframe. <laughs> um, I'm retired. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was um working on my Rhino Tenno. Oh, nice. And we was um me and some friends, uh, Freddie, Jimmy, mm-hmm. and Link. Uh, we was um, grinding so I can get this primed weapon for my main Tenno that I liked playing a lot. Cause he what was kind up, of weapon? It was um, it was like a badass looking fucking blade. Oh okay. Um, the main Tenno looked like the uh, the main character from Dark Sector. I want to say Dark Sector or Dark Void. Okay. Um, that the main that the your starter Tenno before you get the other ones. Oh okay yeah yeah you're t- well you you either start with mag or with uh, Excalibur I think Excalibur yeah yeah, yeah. I I like that the way Excalibur looked yeah and I was like that's my t-. and the only reason why I remember Excalibur mm-hmm. because like that said that um, I'm gonna say Dark Sector 
because the company that made Dark, uh, that made Warframe made that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but on that one, he, it was like it was like a virus and it was a suit for him. Oh, okay. So I guess, and I was looking at the history of Warframe, apparently they took that. So all the Tenos are humans. I'm like, yeah. I was like, then how the fuck they wear those helmets? Yeah, like, exactly. Right. I was like, fuck it. Okay. They're humans. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. I was like, this Warframe should be an animated feature. Yeah. Warframe, Warframe has so much good lore behind it. I can't believe it's a free game. Yeah. It's a fully free game. And it's now open world. Yeah. Which I'm like, that is a progressive slow build from what year did Warframe come out on your list? 2013. 2013 to now. Yeah. It's, it don't look nothing like. I remember when it first came out and like even just accessing your regular menus before there, you were had a ship Yeah. before all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was like before you could fly in space, like it was a really good game already yeah. to start with. Yeah. Let alone every single month they're putting new features and a adding more mode. rich. Yeah. A fucking cohesive fucking story. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. I had to literally go on YouTube to look at a walkthrough to see the main story because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I've not seen this shit yep. before. The, the last, the last uh, Tenno that I was like perfecting, my, my favorite one that I would always main was the, uh, was the Ash one. The one that looked like it had like camp, like yeah. a camo cape. And and I always use bows, and I was using like changing in between all the arrows and everything, and yep. walking on my own lines. And I I remember the last weapon I grinded for was the Orthos Prime. It was like the big ass staff because that's the one that I was always be going through because I wanted to work on as fluid as I could do. And I was actually in a clan with a couple of my friends, and I remember like I was always the one to beat for the obstacle course because we actually ended up getting an obstacle course in our dojo, and it's just like all right, like. Like, I remember everybody would log out and I would still be the only person in the dojo just trying my best to beat my own score in those runs. Like, Warframe, honestly, that's one of my top up there. I, I needed to add it on this one. Uh, for 2015, Wrench in the Mix, Guitar Hero Live. Okay. I, I honestly really enjoyed it. I uh, I got it as a gift. And it's one of the things that's like, I got it because I heard it was cool. <laughs> and I and I remember I used to play the the PS2 Guitar Hero one, and I loved that one. And I was just like, you know what? This one has that's the one that had the three the six buttons, yeah. like three on top and three on the bottom. I was like, why not? I wanted to try it, and I had more fun with that one than any other Guitar Hero game I've ever played. But but Uh-oh. they fucking cut off the service last like midway through last year because the whole thing was for 24 hours you had access to the service constantly on their servers where they would have music playing like channels. It was like playing like channels. You would switch channels and there would be different music playing. And then you just jump in wherever the music starts. And then every like uh, 15 to 20 minutes, they would change the, the genre of the music and you still had channels to choose from. So there was always different genres. I had so much fun with that. I would literally play for hours, just play different songs. And it was like basically me listening to music, but being be interactive with listening to the music. I am so upset that that live service doesn't exist anymore because I had so much fun with that. Damn. But it, that's like, I, I've always had a soft spot for rhythm games. I've never been exactly the best at them, but I've always enjoyed rhythm games. So that one I, I had to include. Uh, in finishing off, I have three in 2017. Okay. In 2017, I have, first of all, Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Because we mentioned that a little bit earlier. Yeah. That's honest. Like, it's it's... 
easily one of the ones that I've spent the most. It's the thing that kept me going back to my Switch. And it's the thing that pretty much when I wasn't playing a game at home, that's what I was playing. Okay. And it, it's amazing. I've always been into Zelda. Uh, in, also in 2017, my favorite platformer of the decade came out. You say Cuphead. I'm Cuphead. Fuck Cuphead. Dude, Cuphead is so fucking hard, but I love it so much because of the pain. <laughs> <laughs> but also it's a it's stylistically it's a gorgeous game that i'll give you that it's St- the music the score and the overall design mm-hmm. it's they they hand draw up. they hand drew that fucking game oh i, I see I nobody that. does that anymore no and it it perfectly matched like what i remember growing up with watching cartoons like that i mean it, it the cartoons that came out like that were before my time but i grew up watching those cartoons anyway didn't they add in a third character to cuphead uh, yes, they added a, a female. Yeah. They added a female. I don't remember what her name is, but it's like Cuphead and Mugman, and then the third one, I'm not sure what her name is. So, Cuphead, and then actually for 2017, uh, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Because um, we both just saw the the trailer to the new game that's be coming out soon. Yes. And if you got Xbox Game Pass... You can download it for free right now. And it is an amazing game. I cannot recommend it enough. That game was literally made with the help of psychotherapists. <laughs> because it's such an intense game. Like it, it's, it, Obviously, it's not a substitute or a, uh, a perfect way to experience what somebody who has schizophrenia or dementia is like. But it, it gives you a really good idea of what kind of torment and internal struggles people would have with those kinds of mental illnesses have it's not necessarily like i said an exact proxy but the whole concept behind the game is something i've never seen before and the fact that they had real um therapists and real um people in the medical field to analyze what the character would actually do and what the character would be reacting like and what the symptoms are like if you play that game with headphones they recommend it you play it with headphones Because the whole thing is like, even as you're playing through the game, and I've experienced it myself, it's very interesting because during the fight portions of the games, it's like you'll hear voices coming at you through the the headset that are not coming through. And even when you're walking through the game, like it'll randomly do stuff like that to kind of make you freak out and think like, wait, is this part of the actual game or is this something I'm just hearing? And even then, it's like your character is being narrated to by themselves through their own through their own voice. It's a very... I don't know how else to describe it other than a very abstract concept for a game that I've never seen before. And it's it, it gave me a good idea that games can not only be used to tell stories, but tell help other people who don't understand an experience have an idea or at least a semblance of what it might like be like through a different person's eyes that may be affected by something mentally that you may not know. This is Ninja Theory, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think it's Ninja Theory. Because Ninja Theory, they oh, they always challenge um, how the way games should be made. Mm-hmm. If it goes with um, Heaven Sword, yeah. Heavenly Sword, mm-hmm. um, uh, Monkey, I forget, uh, not Monkey, um, but it is based off the Japanese mythology, um, the Chinese mythology of Monkey. Um, it's the one where like Sun Wukong, um, the one where the um, he has the the girl put the collar on his head. Oh yeah. Oh, what's that called? I know which one you're talking about. I don't um, know. That's also by Ninja Theory. Andy mm-hmm. Serkis played the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the girl from Dead to Classified, the main character, was is the um, the scientist girl who put the thing on his head. Really? Yep. 
If you remember Ned Declassified. I remember her name was Mose, but I don't remember her, like the actress's name. uh, She was the main character in it. Um, I was like, whoa. I was like, holy shit. Man, I miss Ned Declassified. Devil May Cry, DMC. Yeah. Everybody, fuck y'all if you hate DMC. I thought DMC was good. DMC is cool. Um, By the way, you can if you also have Game Pass, DMC Five. That's Devil May Cry Five, and that's not made by Ninja Theory. Though. It's not. No, it's Capcom. Oh. Capcom made um, made the note. In retaliation to DMC, they made Devil May Cry Four and then Five. Ah, oh. uh, fuck them. Um, Maybe that's why that's the one on Game Pass. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan of Capcom anymore. But that's for another episode. That's for another episode. Um, and yeah, we're shit, we hit the mark. We hit the mark. Two hours and actually we're shorter than the Nerds Against the World episode. We're at two thirty nine, about two forty. Wow! And with that, we're gonna end it here. We're gonna end our, it here. Our giant size, the giant contraband robot episode eleven, where we gave you our top movies, TV and games from two thousand. Well, for me, two thousand nine, twenty nineteen. Christian, twenty ten to twenty nineteen. To be fair, I would have only had one entry in two thousand nine, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the next one we're, we're gonna be on the next on part two of the giant size episode we're definitely gonna be finally talking about the Mandalorian we're, we're gonna also talk about comic books and music uh, our top from 2009 to now and Witcher um, and the Witcher not forget about the Witcher um, and possibly Rise possibly of Skywalker Star, Rise of Skywalker that depends if we, possibly what, one with, with an see. asterisk that's what the asterisk that's that's probably going to be the, the I chose not to see Solo because I didn't think that looked good and hearing everybody's reactions I'm glad I didn't go see it honestly it's not bad on its own but it definitely had its own problems but it would be the first Star Wars movie I have not seen it, it wouldn't be the Rise of Skywalker if I don't get to see Rise of Skywalker it wouldn't be the first movie Star Wars film I didn't get to see in theaters mm-hmm. it'll be the second pues with that though we're out <laughs> Thank you, everybody. I'm going to finally find something.